This is a Fubar Radio podcast. If you need any more information, head to fubarradio.com. Ian Boltzmann. Does he not get on your nerves? No, he doesn't. I love him. It's great. Um, I thought it might be quite a good... Oh, welcome to the show, by the way. I thought it might be quite a nice thing to, for me and Nick Helms to like an inter-show beef. beef. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What, no. what a wanker. Coming up on the show today, we have at 2.30, actor Matthew Floyd-Jones in the studio ahead of the tour of Richard Carpenter is Close to You. He's a chap out of Frisky Marriage, right? Correct. Got him. Much better than Nick Helm. No, stop who, it. Who is, quite frankly, a bellend. No. Then at 3.15, we have producer Arabella Burfitt-Duns. She's in the studio talking about British comedy film... Oh, horror film Fubar. Yeah. It's called Fubar. It is. Are we bringing them in? Are we can like contest it as a trademark? Sure. Should do that. Sure. I'll tell you... That's what um, Nick Helm would do. What I would like to do is I'd like to contest Nick Helm as a, <laughs> as a trademark. Um, because he is um, a cock. <laughs> Incidentally, Nat doesn't like him either. No, I do. Nat, I really um, like Nat him. Nat produces show. I She's really like always him. slagging I'm not, him off. I'm really... Also on the show today, we have Lee Latchford-Evans, formerly of Steps, now of The Latch. He'll be chatting to us on the telephone. Looking forward to that. Nick Helm, what a twat! Stop it! Welcome to the show, the the Nick Helm hate show. It's not the Nick, it's the Nick Helm love show. Why? Because he's a nice boy. I don't love him. Oh, do you love him? Are you in love with him? No, but love is the opposite of hate. That's weird, isn't it? That a minute ago you were saying that you hate him, and now you're saying that you are madly in love with him. Uh, I didn't say either of those things. Is it Nat? I said neither of those things. Which one is it, Nat? Well, I definitely don't hate him. Got to be one. I like him. You like Nick Helm? Why don't you love him? Do you love me? I do quite love you, actually. See? Yeah, actually, so why do. do you not love Nick Helm? Uh, I don't know him as well exactly, as I know you. Exactly, because he's a twat. No, he's not. Nick Helm is a twat. He can do this on his show back, if he wants. Should I just send this to him? Fucking sue him, though, if he does. Why? Because he's copied you. <laughs> For copying. You copied it. Yeah. I've trademarked this. Yeah, stop nicking my actor, Nick Helm. Nick. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, that, oh, that's good, actually. Hey, Nick, if you want to slag me off back, then you are nicking my act. <laughs> That, that works out really yeah, well, actually. Yeah, yeah. That's nice, isn't So it? now he can't do it. He can't say anything, can he not? No. Actually, do you know what? He's a sensitive cell, Nick, sometimes. As are you all. Yeah, no, of course. Well, yeah. not you all. Like, some, some Presenters people are. are. No, some are, some aren't. Most of them are in some way. Do you think I'm a sensitive presenter? Yeah. What, about my work? Uh, no, actually, no, I think you're more of a sensitive person than yeah, presenter, yeah, I, I agree with that. Yeah. I agree with that. I don't, yeah. I very much wouldn't 
be worried about criticism of work. I'd, that would be water off a duck's back. Certainly. Sure. But anytime I brought up a point to you about something, you've taken it on board and ignored it. But no, you yeah. haven't. No, yeah, you yeah. haven't. No, you haven't at all. Oh, if somebody writes oh. in and like criticizes, so I've just noticed that button's on. Can you just press it off? It'll make it sound better. There we go. Does that sound better now? Yeah, yeah. Should I do it all again? Basically, I, I was know. saying that Nick Helms a twat. I was um, <laughs> calling, I called him a bell end for a bit. Tried to start a beef with him, and um, then I decided to rein it in because I know that sometimes, um, as all presenters, according to Nat, he can be sensitive. I don't want him to think it's real. That's that's no. My, well, that's it. Yeah. It's not real. You really like him. He's been no, on the show. So, no, you don't hate him. <laughs> no, but you I like actually, him a lot. Right, this is official now. Mm. I hate him. <laughs> Okay. The reason why I know that you do love him is because yeah, yeah, yeah. if you didn't, no, ha- love him. if you didn't love him, you would just not have said that. You don't love be, him. You, you strongly like him. I'm pretty uh, prone. I'm canny with my love, mate. I don't. I don't give it away easily. All right, but you can give a little bit of love to him. I suppose I could give him a little tip. bit of love. I could give him just the tip. Just the tip. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I could do that. Do you know what, Nick? Let's let bygones be bygones, and let's me and you um, get in a bed, and I'll put just the tip in. How about that? <laughs> Oh. Right in your mouth. At least that'll stop you from nicking all my material if I put the tip in your mouth. Oh my god! Well, he will be stealing my material if he if he does it back. It says I hate Ian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Like, that's what I did about him. Oh, okay, I see you did it first. I, pro- I probably won't tell him that you've done this. Anyway, back to me. No one else snitched to him either. Please. Oh, snitched him. Tell no, him on don't. Twitter. Say, say, God, Bowlesworth is really laying into you in his oh show my god, right now. Don't do that. Um, oh my god. No, I do like Nick. Oh, I, I, I let's go back to me though. Um, I don't think I'm sensitive as a performer. Uh, no, I don't think you are so much. I'm sensitive in my real life. Yes, that's what Definitely. I think. Yeah, for sure, for sure. But I don't think I'm. I'm certainly not abnormally sensitive as a performer, I think. I think I have things in perspective nine times out of ten. Do you think um, that you do. There's different ways that people deal with it. Either they get yeah. really, really upset and kind of. No, they, they get really, really upset. Yeah. Or they get really, really kind of nasty when they're given any sort of. Not all. Sometimes constructive criticism. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, or sometimes they kind of put up. Nasty for me, please. Nasty, you want to be nasty. But I try and do it in a funny way. Sure. But then sometimes people are, are, are nasty, as you would say. Uh, and then they go away and actually that's a front for them being actually quite upset about it. And then they go away and they're like, ooh. Oh, okay. Um, I don't think I, I don't think I would dwell on criticism particularly. Mm. I don't know, you know. Maybe I would. There have been times in my life when I have, but I don't think I would now. Reviews. I think oh, reviews would bother me. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but only ever, from my own experience, only ever when you read something and go, "No, that's not what happened," or right. "That's no, that's not what I was doing." Do you know what I mean? Only mm. that. Mm-hmm. If someone just reported what had happened in a room. Yeah, and it had gone tits up. Then you bang to rights, then aren't you? When you mean when you're doing when you were doing stand up? Yeah. So if I did a gig yeah. and something went wrong in the room because of something that I'd done, and they just reported that, I'd be like, oh, that's fucking annoying that that's out. But I wouldn't I wouldn't be able to contest it. Sure. But sometimes with reviews, it's it's difficult. One, I find it quite an odd job to be a reviewer of mm. anything, whether it be films or plays or stand up or gigs, because it's just my opinion on something. But which, are we not all reviewers now? Do we not all yeah, do we are, that? But we, we, all, all, we all pass opinion, don't we? On yeah, things? we do, but we don't all need to write up a 200 word piece about it, do we? No, but if you have um, ver- verbal dexterity, if you mm. have um, literary Lovely. dexterity as well, isn't it? Uh, you know, if you're a good writer or whatever yeah. and, you, and you feel passionately about it. Like, so, so, for example, Steve Bennett at Chorl, he gets a lot of shit. Mm. Like, he really does on the comedy mm. circuit, a, a lot. Some of it I get, some of it I really don't get. Now I don't think Steve is particularly a good writer. Right. Not not particularly. I think he's absolutely fine and competent when his spell check's working. But no, he makes a lot of mistakes. Yeah, but right, the reason okay. he makes a lot of mistakes, this is what I'll say in his defence, is because he's fucking banging out a magazine a day. Yeah. 
pretty much on his own. So of course he makes mistakes. He's hammering it out all the time. Um, when I've read more considered writing from Steve, I've thought, okay, that's that is better writing. So it's probably down to how much he's doing. So he gets a lot of shit. Yeah, I think. However, what I would say in his defence is I do believe he knows a lot about comedy. He does. Mm-hmm. He just you'd have to, mm-hmm. given the job he does. I do believe he is mostly fair in his reviews and things. Right. I do believe that you can tell when he's tired or you can tell when he's okay. worn down or whatever. Particularly Edinburgh, you can tell, you know, yeah. when it's all, he's just banged out another review, another review, he might be in a bit bad mood or whatever. Yeah. But I think the majority of the time, as, as far as is humanly possible for a one-man company, that he's actually quite considered. I actually think that he, he, he does it because he believes in comedy, he loves comedy. Mm. He certainly has favourites and he certainly has people that he just doesn't like, which may be unfair, but that's just, it's a, it's a bloke. Yeah. The worst thing about Chortle, I think, is it's called Chortle. It's, 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 uh, um, it's got a, a banner, it's got a, a, a corporate name. Right. You know, it's company. Whereas actually it's kind of not, it's kind of a bloke. Mm-hmm. So that's the only misleading thing. But right. I totally understand why he calls it Chortle, you know, why it is that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I don't think that he's... I, I really don't think he's got a nasty bone in his body. Like, mm. I really don't think that. Even when I've read slating reviews, mm. I've normally understood where he's coming from. Okay. I mean, like, okay, I, I see why you're angry at that. Yeah. A, a show, if he goes to Edinburgh to see a show, and it's a half hour show, or somebody sure. doesn't turn up, or just dials it in because there's not many in the audience, I can see why a reviewer would be pissed off, because that's their time. Yeah, yeah. Has he, <laughs> he must have reviewed you in the past. Yeah. And, and did he give you um, fair reviews, would you say? Um, I'll, I'll tell you what I think. Because it was often levelled at myself and Ed that we had favourable treatment from Chortle. Oh, okay. In fact, do you remember when John Robbins came in? Yes, God, yeah, years ago. And I John do, Robbins yeah. said, "I bet you get four stars." Yes, because you were you, all you about to go to Edinburgh. Yeah, weren't yeah, you? Yeah. yeah, yeah, I do remember. That. And that was when I was going solo, and Ed, Ed was going solo. Yeah, yeah. He did and say that, now, right. as it transpired, by the way, I was never addressed this. Ed didn't get four stars. Ed got three stars. Oh. I got four stars. That's not a thing about me. That's that's just sure. what happened. So Robbins was wrong. Yeah. About that. And I don't think we did get preferable treatment from Chortle, but the assumption was because the Peacock and Gamble podcast was on Chortle uh, that they were in some way were involved with you know oh, the, the favouritism. Okay. And there wasn't. We, the, yeah. I just basically sent it to Steve every week, the and he, he didn't listen to it. Yeah, <clears throat> they didn't produce it or anything. They just hosted it on their site. Right, Did okay. me a favour essentially. Yeah, yeah. Um, so where I think we perhaps once got a slight, not a favour. Because we also got punished for it in another way. I think that when we did uh, the second show we did, we got four stars for a show that was a fucking five-star show. Like, the one he saw that night, okay. it was a five-star show. It, it just was. We, it, it was. It right, couldn't have been okay. any better than it was. It raised the roof. It got innovation at the end and all that sort of thing. It's probably the best show we'd ever had. Mm-hmm. And we got four stars. So we were actually pissed off with four stars. Okay. And me and I went back that night... And watched it on video, because we used to video all the shows. So yeah. we watched it, we were like, it's a fucking five-star show. There's no argument there. But four stars is great. No, of course it's it is. Pretend like, oh, but we thought we'd knocked it out stars. of the park. Okay. We thought, okay, this will be our five-star review. Mm-hmm. Um, then the following year, uh, Steve came to our third and final show. Yeah. And also gave that four stars. Okay. And me and Ed thought, on the night he came, we were like, I think we'll be lucky to get three there. Oh, okay. Like that night, yeah, yeah. it was poor. Um, so where the benefit of doubt you go okay well Steve saw it and saw what it was and didn't take any notice of the audience that night Mm -hmm. or whether he went I can balance this up 
with reviewers, <coughs> do yeah. you always know when we got they're going to... star back, basically. Okay. Is what, is what, that's how I always read it. Well, that's nice. That missing star from you before we got back. But do you always know when reviewers, they, do they say to you, like, oh, hey, it's Steve, I'm going to come in and see the show tonight, or they, do you just sort of see them in the audience? Depends and... who you are, so it depends what you, how, how, it's, how you're organising your show. So, sure. for us, we were going up with a show that was produced by another company, so we chose to not know when they were oh, coming okay. in. So the PR would deal with that, right. and we chose to not know. Whereas if you're going up independent, mm-hmm. just yourself, you take self up, then of course you, you'll have to know because yeah. you'll be organising it yourself. So it's a choice, really. Yeah. Why'd well, you ask? No, I'm just <laughs> curious about it. How many bad reviews? Should we, should we search Nick Helm bad reviews? No! Let's re- he must have had some awful reviews. I would imagine. I imagine everyone Nick, everyone has, he? right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. The most common thing about Nick is, which I guess has probably been said about you before in the past, right. is, oh, quite, too handsome. Quite, yeah, they're too pretty. They're just yeah, yeah, too yeah. good looking. I'm not pretty, I'm rugged. Ruggedly handsome. And they, that's a problem. Then like, I didn't expect him to be that ruggedly yeah, yeah, handsome. Yeah, yeah. And it's, I don't know what to do with myself. I think Nick just looks effeminate. <laughs> <laughs> do you know what I mean? No. What the most thing is that people have said about you or, and, and about Nick really is that. Probably about um, me first, though. Is they're quite oh quite different to how they are on stage, and I'm a bit like. Well, remember when Ian Lee came in here a few weeks yeah, ago, yeah. and he said the same thing that his fans that believe everything that he says when he clearly he's not necessarily you know when he's saying he's been attacked by a shoebox or whatever yeah, yeah. he said uh, falling down a well was falling down a yeah. well or whatever yeah like it's not real yeah and if you if you can you, you can get that immediately but then some people believe everything he says and he's like I don't understand why you're believing this um Nick has a very strong persona on stage doesn't he very sort yeah. of shouty and stuff so yeah. I, so it, it wouldn't surprise me so much with Nick I I honestly really? yeah no, like, no how could he behave that way all the time exactly. I'd be scared you'd be scared of him you'd be like, no, oh, exactly. so, so, so of course it wouldn't be surprising that in he's real life he's just a normal nice strange, bloke though. there's loads of people even that come here and are like god he's, he's quite different to how he is I'm like well, good I but hope I, he is I don't have that level at me, I don't think. Really? No, Do you, you actually, think I'm different on, no, on actually, here I than think, I am in real life? I think you're more ramped up here. You think what on the radio? Mm. Do you really? No, I don't. I'm only messing. I think you're exactly the same. Yeah, you're yeah, one yeah. of the few people that I mean, are exactly the same. Don't say that as a criticism. No, no, no. It's I think a, you're exactly the same. I think you should try harder. I think you're exactly the same. Uh, I can. Have, you'll be like this when we've gone for a drink or a chat or whatever. Like you're but exactly when, the same. When I hand up your dress. That, that's the only difference. It's not up my dress, is it? Sometimes if you've got a dress on, otherwise it's just like caressing down your bum through your down jeans. Down my top. And down your top as well. Yeah, I that. prefer that one, actually, when it goes down. I like um, doing that thing with your boobs, like that, when I've got my hand on your top. Sure. It's fun. You didn't ever <laughs> very done, watery. done that. Very watery? <laughs> yeah. Not lactating. Your boobs, are, no, they feel very watery, like big water balloons. Like I've got um, silicon in them. No, no, they'd be harder. Watery. That'd be harder. What's the water implants? There aren't silicon, any but no, there aren't. Uh. No, silicon's quite hard, I think. Okay. I don't think I've ever felt a girl's boobs who's had silicon. Uh, do you know I have, actually? Tell a lie, I have one girl mm. once. I kissed her um, down an alleyway in London. You kissed her boob? No, no, I was kissing her, but I had a feel oh. of her boobs as okay. well. And That's she had nice. How are we, 13? No, no. I was, uh, <laughs> I'm not going to say well at all. <clears throat> that might um, compromise me. Okay, because you're only 20 now. Just in case the girl I was seeing at the time might... <laughs> Might hear about it. Oh, right, okay. Oh, Jesus. I think that was. Down an alleyway. Yeah, isn't that awful? Can you get a travel lodge? Oh, no, we didn't. It was just a very quick, impulsive thing. Fumble. She works in the media as well. She's a producer. Oh. You know my TV show? Yes. I've not got a TV show. No, no, which one? Exactly. Red Dwarf? No, no, my (laughs) TV show. You've been in it? I'm just. I'm, what I'm doing is I'm explaining what good that fumble with a producer didn't, did me. Didn't, no. didn't get you with TV Nothing show. Nothing, mate. Well, obviously a fumble wasn't good enough. It's almost as if she just wanted to kiss me. Yeah. 
Um, well, that's a lovely bit of showbiz gossip. Yeah, I enjoyed that. Anything else you want to talk about? No, I was going to, after the last show, I was going to talk to you about that serial killer that I've got obsessed with. But Jeffrey Dahmer. Yeah. Um, save that for later. Well, I want to put a song on and we'll talk about it. Right. Um, what's happened over Lee Latchford Evans, please? Um, we've called him. Right. And we've called him? No, no, we've called his PR and his PR said, um, I'm going to speak to his management to see him. We'll get back and they haven't done yet. So I right. have to assume that it's a no. So I reckon we get to the end of this song and if we've heard nothing back at all, I want you to go and start mm. Googling gossip about Lee Latchford Evans and we'll just start putting Reading the boot out on stuff. Oh, all right, okay. I think I was There's being no really supportive. There's no gossip because he said, no, as far as I, oh, God, who knows when the dark web, what you can find, but, you know. What? I don't know. You're halfway through the sentence and you just stopped. But, you no, know. No, then I was like, ooh. What? So, I think there's lovely, everyone's got lovely gossip about him. About Lee Lettered Evans? Yeah. The well, latch. I'm not even messing. All right. Google ha- it now. Find okay. some tabloid, spurious tabloid yeah. shit. Okay. Make sure, has he found some already? No, no, they're all out there Googling to find some gossip oh, on sorry. Lee Lettered Evans, all please. Ashford Evans feared he'd never walk again after years of dance routines damaged his spine and left him needing a wheelchair following mm. major surgery. Oh, that's for gossip, it's not, not really sob gossip. stories. It's not really gossip, that's just bad. Mm. The 42-year-old explained that after the band's 2011 reunion, he suddenly started to experience terrifying oh, back God. problems. He told You Magazine, The dance moves in steps damaged my spine for good. It's all, I've always been a fit guy. Yeah. I'm not having this. Fucking steps dance routines damaged his spine for good. Hey, Why listen. was he doing tragedy too too quickly to his head? Didn't they do some backflips? He who didn't the, do backflips. Who, which was the band that did backflips? Take that did backflips. Oh yeah, Howard did. Didn't he? Howard did some backflips. Jason really more. Oh, than Jason, Howard. Jason Orange. Yeah. Jason and Howard were the confused. dancer ones, weren't they? Really? Yeah. I've always been a fit guy, and I think nothing of doing oh, backflips in the dance routines. Okay, I take it back. Did Sorry, I, I apologise, Lee. I didn't know you could do a backflip. After the first reunion, my back started to hurt. Then one day I woke up and I couldn't move. I had a shooting pain in my leg and I couldn't straighten it. Mm. I saw a specialist who told me I needed surgery to shave down a disc at the base of my spine that was hitting the nerves in my Ugh. leg. So that's that. that- um, there's a clue in that article, isn't there, where it says uh, the 42-year-old. We shouldn't be doing backflips. Exactly. Yeah, he's fit enough. He can do backflips. You wouldn't catch one? me doing a backflip nowadays. I used to do them in Blues Brothers. I don't know him now. And, that's, and I'm only 24. Should I do this one? Duet- yeah, go on. You can read it. Okay. Duet over dinner. This sounds more gossipy. Oh, here we go. Lee Latchford Evans and Michelle Heaton, who is from who was from Liberty X, remember Liberty, them? Yep. Yeah. Enjoy a double date alongside their oh, alongside their partners in London. Oh. The pop world <laughs> is often billed as a cruel and dark place where rivalries and jealousy thrives. Right. Well, cheers that's for that. Stuck. That's excellent cutting and pasting. That is. But Michelle Heaton and Lee Latchford Evans appear to have had no problems maintaining a cordial friendship, as they proved by stepping out on a double date with their respective partners. Heading to the trendy borough of Camden. It is trendy. It is tre- that, that is a trendy borough. You've got to admit it is. In London. Very smoky. <laughs> the former Liberty X babe oh. and the step singer look to be having a thoroughly agreeable night dining out at Latin hotspot Gabeto. Gabito. Gabito. Yeah, we've never been to Gabito. No, never. It's very trendy now. But it's in trendy Camden, so you won't I, be allowed in, I will not allowed in Camden. You it's too trendy. Either. It's a cellar. <laughs> Lee had his wife Kerry Lucy Taylor on his arm. While oh, Michelle was joining, <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Oh, she oh, oh that's sweet, isn't well, it? Nice. She's that tiny. <laughs> well, was, well, Michelle was joined by her husband. I know it's her then husband, I believe, Hugh Hanley. Right. Oh, have they split up since? I think so. I well, could be wrong. Just shows you, doesn't it, that things aren't always as they seem, are they? Because what's been regaled to us there is a, mm. a very sounds like a lovely night, but it turns out that Hugh Hanley and Michelle their marriage was on the rocks. I just like to Google that because I'm now I'm like backtracking, and they might be still together. I don't know. And I'm not saying, by the way, that Lee Latchford Evans had anything to do with that. Well, he had his wife on his arm. But it seems so a bit was... weird that he came out with his little parrot wife <laughs> that he keeps on his arm. <laughs> little budgie. It's a little budgy wife. That was from, oh no! They, correction, they're still together. They're enjoying a London date on the sixth of January oh, this year. Shit. So I believe that they are still together. Do you think they split up for a bit though? Because Michelle no, Heaton think... had an affair with Lee Latchford Evans. No, Do you think I don't that think that's happened? the case. I don't either. He's got a Twitter, Hugh Hanley, so that's nice. So say... Imagine if you click on this now and the first tweet is like "fucking bitch ruined my life." Oh god, yeah. Like, oh god. <laughs> oh no, there we go. Happy birthday and anniversary to my beautiful wife, Wonder Woman. Michelle. Michelle, so they are still together. Is that her, though? I guess it has to be Michelle, Shell. Are we surprised? Yeah, Michelle Is Heaton. Michelle Heaton's Twitter, at Wonder Woman Shell? Yeah. Why? So she's called Michelle and she's a Wonder Woman. Okay. Didn't she have, um, wasn't she one of the ladies, one of the ladies, I say it like it's a, like it's a club, um, didn't she have a double mastectomy? Uh, I believe so. For the, you know, that um, what they call the gene, the thing where they spot a gene in you mm-hmm. that you are more susceptible or like yeah. very likely to develop yeah, breast yeah. cancer. So you have a... Yeah. Um, that must be horrible, eh? It must be horrible. But that, that article... See how I just flipped it serious and now you're thrown, aren't you? That article is a nonsense because they were not clearly not what, on you're a... saying she didn't have a double mastectomy? No, I'm saying the article about her being on a date. They're not on a date if your partners are there. They said double it's date. Not... They were very careful to word it that way. The headline said date, didn't it? Double date. Hmm. Well, that's not the gossip I was looking for in Lee Do you not think Evans. that that article was giving off that they were some sort of swingers? Yeah, sure, of course. Yeah, that was the implication, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, I think so. That's what they were strongly... Which, there's no evidence that they are. I'd like some more gossip on the on the latch, please. There must be more than that. Surely he's punched someone. On the latch. Has Latchford never punched anyone, ever? Who's he? He must have had a fling with a girl in a band. Yeah. Put, must have been put, in... um, type in Lee Latchford Evans' um, sex with backing dancer. Must, well, in another oh, band, that, they all Actually, put in sex with a, another backing dancer, because that's all he was, really, wasn't it? Whoa. It was. What he was he in steps? Flips. Still a backing dancer, isn't it? Oh, here we go. Steps upset by <laughs> racist claims. Right, this will be good. Okay. So just give us the headline. Where's the, rest? Where's the rest? Where's the rest? Is that it? I'm actually waiting for this. This is going to be exciting. Oh, here we go. Pop star steps have expressed their horror at suggestions by an anti-fascist group that they may be racist. Mm. The accusations were made. Re- really, we sort of need sourcing this as well. We need to know where these things have where's come it? from. Where's so this article from? Yeah. The, acu- the accusations were made by the anti-fascist action organisation in a response to a newspaper article last month. The piece in the Sunday Express on 25th of June asked for steps' views on a variety of political subjects. It quoted Lee Latchford Evans saying, I can't wait to read this. I actually <laughs> can't wait to read this. I think there should be more jobs for English people. Ooh. Okay. <laughs> and fellow band member Claire Richards asking, why are we paying for all these people to come into she the country did, anyway? Is this real? This is from BBC That's News. That's a direct quote. And from, it's from BBC, BBC News, News, apparently. In, uh, in the year 2000. Yeah. In an apparent reference to asylum seekers. But the group insisted their comments had been taken out of context and they condemned all forms of racism. An official statement released through their record company, Jive... Red yeah. steps both as a group and as individuals are horrified at the implication by the AFA that they are racist. They deplore all forms of discrimination, racist, sexist, whole homophobic. The comments made in the Sunday Express were not intended to appear racist. 
<laughs> steps unreservedly apologise for any misunderstanding. See, uh, so they've explained themselves. They didn't yeah. mean it to they sound racist. They didn't mean it to say, uh, what was it? Why are we paying for all these people to come into our country and in the country anyway? Well, it could be. That's yeah. taken out of context, isn't it? Yeah. So the problem with that, things like that is, is that might be um, something, that's the sort of thing I would say in an interview, yeah, yeah. like to be naughty. Sure. Like not as a quote. Yeah. I'd, I'd make a, what I would consider a proper point. Yeah, and it gets And then pulled. undercut it by going, and I don't even know why we're paying for him to come in the country right, anyway. Yeah. And then if that gets pulled out and used as a quote, I don't, I don't know if that's what's happened with Claire. Somebody stressed that Latchford Evans, the Latch's comments pertain to British people of any ethnic origin. Right. So that's true. He did say English people. He didn't say white English people. That's true. I'll tell you what I can tell you. What? Not that this is a catch-all, but it certainly is relevant. How do I know Lee, Lee Latchford Evans? How do, I don't know. How do you know Latchford I told you in the last show. How do I know him? Oh, yeah. Oh my god, I've got a mind blank. You do? How do you know him? It was through somebody. Yeah. Oh, it was through somebody. Who? Jesus Christ. Is it Harry? No, Harry Hill was Nick. No, Cotton. it's not through Harry John Hill. Man, <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. I don't know Lee from Steps via Harry Hill. <laughs> that was John Altman. I knew, um, I knew his girlfriend. Oh and who yes. Who was his girlfriend? His girlfriend, Lee Latchford Evans' girlfriend. At that time. I don't know. It's Pooja Shah. Oh my God, you totally did say that earlier. Now yeah. I do know who, yeah. who you know through Raji, who's in EastEnders. Yeah. Yeah. It's all coming back to me now. But then again, so you say, okay, so it's clearly not a racist bloke at heart. Right, yeah. However, they did split up. So, Why did they split up, Nat? Well, That's the next question, isn't it? Do, do you know if Lee Lashwood Evans is married now and, and what his wife or partner looks like? And you can throw up a picture on screen, please. <laughs> you don't have to go that far. No, I want to see. I just wanna... What did you just say? Oh, apparently it was in the article. He's getting very angry oh, over God, there. Oh, God, all right. Well, we didn't have, the, the picture article, wasn't on our day. screen. There wasn't the picture, a picture. It wasn't on our screen. We didn't get a picture. So. It didn't describe what she looked like to no. us. No. Sorry. But again, me. I'm not sure that we need to do that. Well, I just want to know what she looks like. What his so, type is. What a tangled web we have started to weave. If only Lee Latchford Evans had just agreed to come on the show. I know. We never give nine There you one. go. There she is. That's Michelle Heaton. She looks cross-eyed in that picture. Can't really see her. She's at the back there. That's her. And that's Michelle Heaton up front. Yeah. See, we don't give 911 any shit, and that's because they came in the studio. Exactly. Perfect. We don't give Donny Tourette any nonsense. Yeah, because he came in. Came in, didn't he? So the problem is, Lee, because you didn't come into the studio, now we are bandying about Right, we don't give a flock of seagulls. Who else we had on? A flock of seagulls. We have yeah. them on. We no never gave them there. shit, did we not? No, didn't give a flock of <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's what this, it should be a bit like. I think this show would benefit from being... <laughs> Being a bit like, what do they call that thing when they when they go around shops and stuff and they get paid money? What, when, when gangsters will go around shops and that and, and get a payment. <laughs> yeah, and we'll be nice. We'll, yeah, we'll and, protect your shop. And your building won't burn right, down. Exactly. Flock of seagulls. What do they call that? It's um, called a thing. Uh, I can't. I don't know. Oh God, that's annoying. It's like, called it's called a thing doing that. Like when you go in there and go, give me your payment, like bribing the shop yeah, yeah, to go yeah. give me this like for protection. Obtaining payment protection. with menaces and protection yeah. money. Yeah, 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 yeah. So let's operate this this show <laughs> like a protection racket. Yeah. So we'll just we'll message all these celebs and say, look, we'd love to have you on the show. That'd be really, yeah. really brilliant. I think it would be mutually brilliant. You know, Ian would love to have you. Ultravox, we had M- Majorin, yeah, never say a bad word about Ultravox. No, I've not. I've never slept with Never, never. Um, and I slept with his wife. Um, I didn't. There's that ongoing pretend thing yes, that sure, I was sure. going out with Annabelle yeah, Giles, yeah, yeah. who used to be married to Mitchell. Yeah. Um, so we should do that. And then if they don't agree to come on the show, I mean, this is, I would argue, from my reading of the situation, is how Dreadful. John Gaunt's operated his entire career. Do you know what I mean? It's all been like he tweets at people, gets no response, then slags them off. <laughs> Well, 
that we should do that with our radio show. I like, like I've, I've mm. now tried and tested the model yeah. with Lee Latchford Evans. We gave Lee Latchford Evans more than enough time to respond today. Mm. He has he has chosen not to respond. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was being lovely. I played his song three times. Yeah, and now not steps the latch. Yeah, the latch. His actual bespoke music. Yeah, yeah. And now that he has snubbed my advances and he has snubbed my courtesy, both professional and personal. Yes. I'm now putting the boot in on him. That's how it works. Now other celebrities mm. will see this and go, well, I don't want to get into trouble. I will come in the studio. Um, Eleanor Bonham Carter will say that. Oh, yeah, sure. She'll yeah. be like, never say anything about me. It's because I've uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. given yeah. him... All they have to do is come on the show then, right? She's brilliant, Helena Bonham Lovely. Carter, isn't she? Yeah, what an amazing it. actress. How wonderful. In fact, you know what? Get Helena Bonham Carter booked for the next show right now. If we don't get her... Let's put the boot in on the next week. Okay, but I don't think she's on Twitter. Can we make it easier Doesn't with matter, someone? Mate. Otherwise, how can we get directly to can't run to a, a company. We have to book guests relying on Twitter. No, but what I mean is sometimes with people is you will approach their agent or yep. their publicist yep. and they will never speak to the actual person. They'll yeah, just yeah, turn yeah. it down. Yeah, no, that's fine. But, but Helena... But that's why, that's why when we approach these people, I've mm. got nothing to do with this, i at home. But that's why when we approach people, we say, look... Ian has got a history yeah, yeah. of really putting the boot in on people yeah. when they turn him down for a show. Okay. Just by saying no, then on, be prepared for what happens. I will say that she's racist. No! Why? I will say that I believe she is racist. She's not. But can you get done Why? for that? Uh, yeah, I don't think... Yeah, saying, I, don't, I believe. Yeah, I, don't, I think in the court now, people think the word allegedly is a caveat for everything to get you off, but it's, oh, it's not, definitely not, not. not the case. No, it's definitely not. But people are very under that misconception. I'll say anything I like, allegedly. You're like, no, that will still yeah, hand yeah, up yeah, in court yeah, quite yeah. nicely. Yeah, no, totally. I think I'm I'm kind of careful because I think I, have, I do genuinely take that responsibility quite seriously. Yeah. So if I read something a certain way, I would have to have some evidence in my head yeah, for yeah. me reading it that way. Sure. Um, that's why I say so how it looks to me is yeah yeah from don't that. say that though not about HBC the bank <laughs> <laughs> oh HSB no they're alright they're my bank don't, don't can we, them off can we start right. a rumour that Helena Bonham Carter is mm. actually that bank oh yeah that's alright she's right. running off with loads of the money yeah, I mean, I think there's nobody that would believe Helen Bonham Carter is part of the Hong Kong and Shanghai Banking Corporation. You so. say that, but I believe it. Okay. <laughs> I believe it right now. So come on, Helena. If you don't want more of this spurious gossip about your next week's show, get on the show, mate. Do you know what? I don't even like her. I do. What's, what's I'm not really like? a fan. It's great. I'm not a fan. I'd quite like her to come on and shake her love. Yeah. Shake your love. Debbie Gibson, shake yeah. your love. Utter shit. No! We're joining us. That is utter shit. No, on the other side of the desk here, we were both saying we very much enjoyed that song. Well, then that's that's talks about your standards, oh, doesn't it? That's nice. They're both here. We're joined now by Matthew Floyd Jones. Hello, sir. I feel so welcomed now. Yes, oh, my God. Welcome, welcome. I didn't say it was you, but yeah, that, that is shit. Are you Debbie Gibson? That, that song represents a lot of my soul. Okay, yeah. I'm, I'm listening. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to sing it. I'm not like no, a version no, no, of it. No, no, defend it. Then defend that comment. I mean, did you see us dancing? I did, mm. yes, sadly. We were going to the left, to the right. <laughs> yeah. and, oh, yeah. sadly. Shaking. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We were shaking. Our shaking loves. our loves. It yeah. was horrendous. <laughs> and it's not the sort no. of thing that I need at quarter to seven at night, which is what actually the time is here when yeah. we're recording this. Um, how have you been? 
I'm very well, thanks. How are you? I'm all right. Yeah, not too bad. It's the second show that I do in a day, so I, I get a bit tired now, oh. and I get a bit mischievous. I've just been oh, I've just been saying that Lee Lashford Evans is probably racist. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> On what grounds? No, um, absolutely not. My favourite member of Steps. Is he really? Yes, absolutely. All right. All right what's his spin-off band called? Spin-off band. Okay, you've thrown me here for no, a loop. I need to think about it. Yeah, he's my favourite, but I don't want him to leave Steps. Let's he needs to stay in Steps. Side project, he's not left. He is essential to the success of Steps. okay, so what else what else does he do? He yeah. just does steps. He's yeah. the foundation, the bedrock upon which I think, steps. I think exist. you'll find that if you knew anything about him, he doesn't, <laughs> he doesn't do steps at all anymore. I know nothing he, about him. He wheels him. himself on. Yeah. <laughs> he was in Edinburgh Fringe two years ago. I actually met him. What doing yeah. what? Oh, uh, some terrible Eurovision thing. Oh, a, oh, a, a, a wonderful Eurovision thing. It was a, yeah, it was like a spoof of something. You Did know? he? Yeah. Oh, sounds fun. I've always been fond of him, and I played his spin-off band, which is called The Latch. Oh. Um, I played his song Miracle three times in the last show and then I thought that would be enough to persuade him to be on this show and then he's not got back to us at all so I've started oh. putting the boot in oh I'm sorry Yeah, I okay. think we can still get him on I just think it was too much today not, for the turnaround I'll tell you not what today, we definitely can't now no. <laughs> <laughs> I mean I'm not going to cry myself to sleep but no. we're, we're definitely not getting the latch oh, on the show now I probably won't mention the whole of this bit of the show send it to him no, I don't that's what we'll do. No. no, 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 send them that. No, send them the audio clip and just just with uh, cut out letters from the newspaper saying this will only get worse. Oh no! And then if you don't come on the show, I don't want a restraining order from him. Good Christ! Yeah. How many times have you been on the show now? Is this my third? time? This is your third. See, so yes. he's he's learnt. Yeah, he's learnt that you've got to keep coming back. <laughs> I don't think it's your name. I don't think we actually introduced you properly. I did earlier on. I said your name, didn't I? Matthew did Floyd Jones. Yes, welcome, did. welcome. It's better when the, the guests say it the themselves. Third time. Matthew Floyd Jones. Um, so the first time you came in as Frisky Manish. That's right. Oh, Manish of. There's another person called Frisky, and uh, all right, she's. Yeah, yeah. Uh, all right. You and Laura came in as Frisky Manish. Oh, yeah, yeah. Real names. Matthew yeah. and Laura. Yeah, yeah, came in. That's. Frisky Manish is good, isn't it? It's a lot yeah. better. <laughs> you see why we did it. Um, and Nat was, we were having a debate about it, and, mm. and Nat was saying that you hadn't been in as Frisky Manish, and I, and I knew that they yeah, had, because I was that. just saying to you, I, was, I got really taken with Laura in that yeah. interview. I really did. Like, I probably did. I found it very magnetic. Hmm. Is that not a thing that's level? Don't I mean, get it's all... absolutely true. It, no, but I was magnetised to her to the point that we created an act together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, yeah. She, I, I found her a really, and, and I don't mean this... I found her a, re a really attractive person. I mean, that's fine to say that. Why are you yeah. saying I don't mean this like... Can you imagine? What? I'm sorry to be so rude, but you're Ugh. very attractive. No, but I don't, want to, I don't want to come off that I was like licking the microphone or oh, something. Okay, do, right. do you know what I mean? No, it was, it was respectful. Yeah. Come on, yeah. Right. Very course, I'm not saying there wasn't a bit of that. Um, <laughs> and then you came in again. Then you came in again. For Charming mm. Dick. Charming Dick, uh, my first panto. Yeah, yeah. I was the villain in a panto in London. Mm. Uh, I came in and we told some panto jokes, I think. How yeah. was that? It was really good, actually. Yeah. yeah, I did like being in a in a skirt and a, you know just going <laughs> <laughs> like every time I walked on, I just did a horrible like. Did you proper Kenneth Williams it? I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I didn't realise at the time, but clearly, clearly I did. Yeah, that was like they booked you in and they said, "No, we want very specific things from you." <laughs> <laughs> I had an influence. Yeah, that um, was interesting. I, that, yeah. That's, are you doing panto this year? No. Do you not fancy it again? Oh. Well, no, it's just because my tour is going to go right up until panto time. So see that uh, yeah. seamless segue. That's why you don't just say about the show; you let them do it. Sure. And anyone worth their salt. Oh, will, my tour. Will... Oh, how random. I didn't even think we'd talk about it. <laughs> yes, I'm on tour. Yeah. Okay. Do you still do Frisky and Manage, by the way? We are we're on a little break while we're doing other things, but Hiatus. we actually are just, well, we're just writing a new show, uh, which is going to be, well, all being well, it's going to happen in 2019. Okay. So you like spending a lot of time together? 
We well, she lives in France. Does she? Am uh, she yeah, she's any, married. Has she said anything about me? <laughs> <laughs> Racking my brains. Probably. Is she yeah, married? Yeah, sure she's, she's married. I'm sorry. Why? She was married when we came in. Oh, I'm sure. Dear. Didn't I'm feel like she was. Well, she may not have said that because you know. <laughs> well, she didn't act. That there was way. A, there was a connection. Yeah. Is she married oh, well. to? Um, Mr. Frisky. Like, I don't know if I can say his real name. I don't oh, feel is it a weird. Thing? Well, probably not. No, well, actually, anyone who sees our shows knows who she's married to because he's our tour manager and he's tour manager Barry, oh. who we often oh. refer to in the show. Oh, so, not a fan. Knowing it? So I think that's a winning it? marriage. I think they're going to probably stay together. They marry oh, someone yeah. called Barry. <laughs> <laughs> I did say that to her. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, she would still it was the only thing I thought, Barry, can you really, can you say that in a vow and be all right with it? Sort of pissed off that you didn't like call me before the wedding, so I at least try do something about it <laughs> anyway good luck with your thing Richard Carpenter's <laughs> Richard oh, Carpenter's can we start again can we start again <laughs> it's, it's 11th and 12th at the Bloomsbury Theatre it, sound, it sounds really good I'm just delighted to see oh. you Look, the, the whole reason okay. for your booking is now it's pointless now oh. <laughs> was it just to get you to get married to Frisky I just I said to Nat yeah <laughs> I said do you remember that girl I can't remember her name <laughs> Yeah. I, know, I know I love her. Do you remember that girl came I love, but I can't remember her name. Yeah. In fact, I can't even picture her. <laughs> oh, I just remember there was a feeling. I was going to say, when people see her out of Frisky, Frisky, they don't even know who she is. Oh. I can imagine. She, but both, for both of you, same to both of you as well, though, eh? Can be, although I, I, sometimes after shows, people will come up to me and say, oh, I just loved that, and Laura will be right next to me and really? looking, okay. waiting to also be told that she was also good. And then oh. they just kind of glance at her and then they leave. <laughs> She's like, oh. I, I <laughs> seem to remember that she was kind of frumpy when she came in. No, no, like, no. No, 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 no. You stop that now, Ian. This is anger about the, See, how no, how the marriage. You, you are one bitter man. You really don't take rejection well. I seem well. to remember that she was a bit of a state when she no, came No, she around. was not. State of fabulousness oh, is what you mean. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Come on, let's talk about your stupid show. <laughs> Shall we? Okay. Um, so it's called Richard Covers are Close to You. Yes. I've not read the press release, so you tell me. Okay. Well, good, because the press release is, you know, all that kind of press blah. Release. But, like, if, yeah. I'm, if, I, if I break it down for you, uh, Richard Carpenter is the brother from the brother-sister duo, The Carpenters. Yep. 70s icon. They did Close to You. They did We've Only Just Begun. They did Top of the World. Yep. Cheesy, middle-of-the-road American Calm down. icons. I, I, I can't be calm when talking about my idols. <laughs> Richard Are they Carpenters? The Carpenters, big fan. really? Yes. Oh, my goodness. Really? Well, I grew up, I mean, my parents had every single record of The Carpenters. It's that generation, isn't it? I mean, okay. you know, no one would have that they had a Carpenter's record at the time because right. they were seen as so cheesy but yeah. everyone did yeah. and now I think they're getting a bit of retro kind of respect they of, have because there have been some uh, more indie yeah. bands Sonic Youth and people have done covers of exactly, Carpenter's songs because so, the yeah. songs work they yeah. just work and yeah. and I'm I'm no stranger to a cheese as you know from mm-hmm. Frisky and Manish we, yeah. we live for the cheese and we are unashamed about it and so you know I was thinking if I was to do a show by of my own and it was a tribute or a parody or some kind of uh, you know focusing on a certain person who would it be and it just was obvious to me I am the Richard Carpenter of the London Cabaret Circuit <laughs> right, okay. because yes. I am the male piano player in a double act with yeah, yeah, a fantastic yeah, yeah. singer yeah, yeah. I mean well. Frisky's not died but you know <laughs> apart from that bit oh no please don't say that because on this show <laughs> no, honestly, we've got a terrible don't. track yeah. record oh, no. people okay, dying after we, we spoke really about are. them what? Got, no, honestly, it's happened with uh, oh, Carrie awful. Fisher and George Michael, oh, and most recently, a recent guest that we had on. Which yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm touching so much wood right now. No, it, um, um, if you could, if you could please get back over your own side of the desk. <laughs> <laughs> um, I did set that up we beautifully. Feel a bit Thank you. I appreciate it. Away, but <laughs> no, we, okay. we had. Uh, Charles. Well, yeah, Charles. 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 Charles
Um, uh, who we caused all of we didn't, No, we didn't. Certainly didn't cause Chaz's death. And, no. it, and it was, it was a, oh. that was horrible, really. Yeah. Because he was a smashing chap. He was a lovely Chaz. guy, yeah. Oh, I spoke to him a few times and yeah. he was, yeah, that was horrible. And we also had... Steve was, Strange. Yes, yeah, Steve Strange. He passed away yes. as well. Did, I think it was his last interview yeah, he did I think on the show. Oh, wow. Yeah. 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 Oh, and I was talking about how ill he sounded. Oh. Foreshadow. A foreshadow. Mention Ronnie Corbett. He was away. Well, Ronnie Corbett... Wait yes. to hear this. Okay, I'm waiting. I did when we started this show because this because this is a pre-record, so that's how it's always been. I yeah. did one live show, then yeah. I did a pre-record for the following week. Absolutely. And I said in that pre-record, I'm, I'm a bit worried with the pre-records. Said this on air, yeah. in case somebody dies and we just don't mention it, it'd be weird that we haven't mentioned it. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to start recording obituaries, just in case that person dies next week. And the first one I'm going to do is Ronnie Corbett, mm. and, and mm. he did. <laughs> This is morbid. This is the darkest comedy I've ever heard. It wasn't meant to be comedy. With the Carrie Fisher thing, I'd said to Ian about... All we did with Carrie Fisher was talk about her. I talked about her and I said, why why is she a hologram in that film? She's not dead, is what I said. My exact words were. And then we got the news that she had passed too. So I'm a bit awful, yeah. But Frisky's doing well. Frisky's doing very well. She's healthy and happy. Yes, obviously Karen Carpenter has died. She died in 1983. Is she definitely happy there? Frisky yeah. <laughs> or Karen Carpenter? Um, I'm confused. Frisky is my Karen Carpenter. Um, yeah. yeah, Frisky's happy, but I mean, obviously, the Carpenters were not very happy behind the scenes. This is a this is one of the oh. this is one of the things about when I started looking at doing a show about this because I wanted to do a comedy show and a parody and something that was you know funny and silly. But also, the more I looked at it, the more I was like, actually, oh my god, because he was addicted to Quaaludes in the 70s to deal with all oh. the stress and pressure of touring, and she was the first very public person who suffered with anorexia and died from it, and it was yeah. named as anorexia. She sort of she's in the dictionary, sort of you know she's in the encyclopedia where you under anorexia you, you know Karen Carpenter is a notable case of it because oh. it was the first time people really knew about it yeah okay and so it's actually really dark and, and sad yeah, a yeah, sad yeah. kind of behind the scenes yeah. and so it, what I ended up doing was going you know it's still a comedy show but it's like I mean it's 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 very on the edge of uh, dark comedy and there's a lot of there's drama in there as well it's just, it's a theatre piece if I'm honest right. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so if it's a do you, do you think you're held somewhat with that in that it's so well known of what happens? So it's Karen Carpenter. It's, it's yeah. such a well known thing that it's kind of tacit in the room already. That's it. So not addressing it in any way would be bizarre. Totally. I mean, of course, yeah. Luckily for me, what I'm actually doing is I'm I'm saying, well, you know, everyone, Richard, he's actually still alive and he's still, uh, you know, he, he lives in LA and he still does performances, but no one no one cares because without Karen yeah. I mean most people that, that's sort of the theme of the show is that you know when one person in a famous group passes away mm. what where, where does the other one go what do they do what you know, did, they he do? did he sing he, as well he, well this is the thing he Les sort Dennis of sang harmonies Les Dennis did alright after Dustin G died that's, a ve- that's my that's next show. You <laughs> said <laughs> Les Dennis and Dustin G were a double act. I, d- I don't remember Justin. I don't know who Justin G yeah, is. Yeah. <laughs> this is news to both well, of us, I think. Les Dennis was originally in a double act called Les Dennis and Dustin G. Right. Very inventive. They were on Russ Abbott's Madhouse show and all okay. that sort of thing. They were really good, both yeah. in impressions and stuff. You know that Les Dennis always does Mavis from Coronation Show? I used to always do. Sure. Oh, I don't really know. Oh, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. That used to be part of them doing a double act where Dustin G played Rita, I think. Yeah. Or whoever he, he played. They played two Coronation characters and that came from that. And then Dustin G died. I think he died on stage and then he dropped dead on stage. Oh, God. <gasps> a la Tommy Cooper. Oh. Yeah. Well, here's an even weirder link. Oh, my God. When Tommy Cooper dropped dead on stage. Oh, my God. At the London Palladium, live on television. Yeah. Right? When he dropped dead on stage, the curtain went down. Okay, Tommy Cooper was behind the curtain being worked on by paramedics. Oh, okay, God. didn't work. 
<laughs> right. Tar- Spoiler alert. <laughs> I used to have stand up about that. Okay. When, he, when he used to say about, um, and, no, tasteful it was. It which was, no, it was, it was. I used to say that I hate that thing when people say, oh, he would have loved that. Yeah. So I always said about Tommy Cooper, people said, oh, he died on stage, he died with his boots on, they used to call it, you know, he died with boots on. Yeah. And people were going, when he died, they were going, oh, he'd have loved that, he'd have loved that. And I was like, no, he fucking would. He'd have loved an ambulance, is what he would have loved. <laughs> he wasn't lay there going, yeah. this is brilliant, <laughs> right? <laughs> but here you go. So, um, Cooper's behind the curtain. It's live on television, so they can't stop the show. It's it's, it's ongoing. So they pull the curtains in front, right? The red curtains in front. Tarbuck comes on. I think it was Tarbuck who was hosting it at the time. He was the host of uh, Sunday Night... London Palladium yeah. that, that show sure, sure. came on introduced Les Dennis and Dustin G oh, who then God. came on and performed front of curtain whilst Tommy Cooper was being worked on behind and the curtain and died oh behind goodness. the curtains yeah well he, he, I don't know if he died there oh and my then, but, God yeah. and they and that was Les Dennis and Dustin G and Dustin G then went on to also I'm pretty sure he died on stage I'm pretty sure he did or he collapsed on stage I think Good Lord. That might be wrong. Did you think we talked so much about death yes, when I walked in? Did you look yeah. at me and think, right, here we go, death? Well, I thought the last few yes. interviews, one was very flirtatious <laughs> and yeah, the other yeah, one was about a panto, be... and I thought, let's, let's darken let's this up. <laughs> Which is very right. fair enough with the subject matter I'm but bringing Richard you to. But Richard Carpenter, what, so did he sing? Mm-hmm. What did he do? He was, he, he was the musical arranger, the sure. pianist. The, he wrote a lot of the songs. He mm. did a lot of the producing. Yeah. And then he sang sort of backup harmonies. Okay. And Karen was the, she initially was the drummer, and they both kind of shared vocal duties. And then as the audience started, to go everyone everyone was just magnetised she was another I mean again the the parallels between me and Laura and Karen and Richard you know that's why I have to do this show it just feels so right can I just state for the record that Laura is now dead to me Oh. No, stop it. Oh, my God. Laura, if you're listening, I didn't expect we'd talk so much about no. you. No. Laura, if, you're sorry, if you're listening, you're dead to me. You know what you've done. <laughs> How dare you get married? You know why it is. <laughs> you came in here fully knowing that you had an husband. <laughs> I think he was with us. I don't know how oh, you missed You brought it. your husband in here and then behaved like that in he this was, studio. He was ushering us. Oh, my goodness. Oh, wow. Well, okay. We should, we should be holding hands or something so people can tell. Yeah. Well, maybe when guests come in now, we just get straight away where we get Toby to check beforehand. Yeah. Married, single, other, sorry, whatever. Sorry, I'm actually sorry, single. So oh, single. Ready to move there you go. No, single. that's a nice lad for you. I suspect yeah. you may not I be I think we're very me. compatible. Yeah, okay, yeah. right. Yeah. I'm feeling a chemistry. Oh, I am too. What you say, we, we, we knock this one off. Yeah, and let's we just, go out. You know, yeah. Let's go out on the town. See ya, Ian. That was the single gayest thing I've ever they heard in my life. They can't see me. They can't see me that I'm holding a feather boa and <laughs> reclining. We've definitely got a chemistry. <laughs> what say you? That was like you sidled up to someone in the seediest fucking pub in well, London. I mean, I, obviously, I, I don't want... Because it would be wrong for you and me. This is Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I don't we, we're not we, compatible. No. I'm trying to make it. it not work. I would totally watch it, though. What? Me and Matthew out God, on a date. I, lo- I would love to <laughs> see that. Where would we go, Matthew? Where would we go on a date? Um, how about <laughs> Old Compton Street? It's oh, <laughs> the know. first place and only place it. I can think oh, of. Oh, heaven! <laughs> Literally. Right, This right. sauna. Okay. I, w- I would... I thought, may I'd pay good money. <laughs> I really would. I'd pay good money to see you to go out on a date. In, on our Compton Street. And, and, yeah. bo- and both um. try your hardest to find the other one attractive. Oh, no, I find you attractive. I find you attractive, yes. attractive let's, too. Let's, let's yeah. stop that's right there. That's actually really no, no. You That's not do, what you're... No, no, you can't do it like that. Oh, I find you attractive. I find you attractive as well. It's got to be. You've got to be trying for actual it's, magnetism. Right, which is going to be impossible when um, I, you're not heterosexual. Mm, that's right. that's very presumptive. Oh, sorry. I mean, is it? <laughs> no, I think I gave that. the hints very yes. clearly. 
Um, well, I don't know what I can do, but, but we can have a nice you... night out. Oh, oh yeah, do you know what? I'll, I'll, I'll paint the town red. Yeah. No pink. No sparkly purple. No, I don't know. What purple. do straight people say? We'll paint, what we'll, straight people we'll paint it blue. No, no. sparkly pur- yeah, purple. Purple's my favourite colour, and oh, I love great. a sparkle. So let's go sparkly purple. Actually, on we're the more town. compatible than you thought. Mm. <laughs> this is actually backfiring it's on you. Really well, it's, well. Not, it's not. Backfiring. I'm after your job. Uh, take it with my blessing. <laughs> You can't, I'm not swapping it for Laura. Take, take it with my blessing. Yeah, 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 that's the deal. Here's the deal. It's a one-time money shot. Um, no, take it with my blessing. Okay. And then all you've got to do is five weeks after you start, oh God. you have got to phone me up and okay. tell me honestly whether you thought it was worth it. Uh, <laughs> can I ask that now? <laughs> and tell me about your date. I'm just saying, Matthew, it's your third time in here, so there's something happening here. There's something yeah. Why does he keep coming back? Why are you yeah. in here again? There's yeah. something happening. <laughs> Yeah, and by the way, I should say, um, with all due respect, because I would happily book you again, but I've got nothing to do with the bookings That's at all. That's me. Um, Maybe I am in love with you a little so bit. I, have, I don't I've know. I've picked the right person to side-eye. Yeah. <laughs> God, Let me just raise my eyebrows. Isn't it? It's very sexy, this show today. It has gone surprisingly sexy. <laughs> um, is Rich Carpenter aware of your show? Well, I hope not, because he is the sueiest sewer is he of really? all time. Yeah, is he? He's very litigious, as they say. Yeah, I had to get some legal advice when I first started writing this, because I, I approached a producer that I thought, oh, yeah, maybe they'll help me put it on. And they were like, okay, we need to go get some legal advice, because Richard Carpenter has sued his own record company for like <laughs> unpaid streaming royalties. He's okay. sued people who have made films about the Carpenters. Oh. He's sued people who've done covers of the songs without getting his permission. Successfully, though? Some successfully. Oh, okay. He didn't successfully sue an actual Carpenter, um, who just had a similar logo. <laughs> Is that true? Absolutely oh, true. That's amazing. <laughs> it's all in the show. How? I've given away all my best jokes, haven't I? <laughs> Where is this carpenter face? I was like Alabama. So I'm like, how did he know oh about this? Because he has he has a Google alert. I'm sure. Oh my you know Imagine what I mean? getting to the stage where you sue an actual carpenter. Yeah. <laughs> right, this you know is what? it. We are we are the carpenters. <laughs> we are. We know other carpenters. <laughs> Literally. Wow. Fucking hell. I know. And but, that, that yeah. failed. But he's going to get that, a Google alert. I don't know about that. He's yeah. going to get a Google alert about the title of I your show, knew, isn't he? I, I hope not. Well, basically, the, what I've done is I've been very clear to say it's not Richard Carpenter's show. It's about Richard Carpenter. So it's a parody. It's a character. It's obviously fictional, and all all through the show, it's like it's really it's, it's yeah, a very yeah. ridiculous show. Like there's a there's you know there's some serious. You sound bits, like you're backtracking. Yeah. <laughs> it's not about Richard at all. It's about me. You've just realised. In this moment, awful idea. Yeah. Do you know what? I probably should quit. Shouldn't so I, many I things are happening now. You've realised that we've got Tom Baker's listening at home, going, "That's a fucking good idea." I'm going to go after Greg's. <laughs> <laughs> um, Oh, I hope he doesn't see you. But at the same time... I hope he does. I think it'd be great. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. Publicity, yeah, actually. Totally. You know, I need yeah. to shift some tickets, so let's do it. Unless he did me. see you successfully. Sure. Yeah, okay. That, no, let's not do well, that. Well, it says on the bottom, the parody show is not affiliated with Richard Carpenter in any way. So Someone's read the press release. It's a work of fiction inspired by okay. his legacy and intended with love. Yeah. So that's nice. Do you know what I mean? And it is. It's so intended with love. I don't. I wouldn't want him to see it because, you know, it's kind of like I make him... I go put him through some crazy stuff because okay. it's a comedy show and it's a, you know, it, there's lots of fantastic situations going on. But like absolutely I think you come away from it thinking this guy really likes Richard Carpenter like why else would you do a whole show about him he's the hero of my show yeah, yeah, yeah. he's just a hero who's going through some massive crises because he's feels like totally overshadowed by his sister's legacy and okay. he's, just try, he's just trying to kind of like exist on his own terms and he feels like everyone is going a bit like you know when if you come into an interview and everyone talks about Laura the whole time oh, yeah, it's like that true. Richard or gets Richard gets so much Karen used to like her. Karen love he used to like her <laughs> Karen or Laura <laughs> Not a carpenter's fan. <laughs> you will be up to my show. I probably would, you know, because yeah. I do get taken on things. So I was just thinking when you would, when you were talking about that. Then I was thinking about um, my friend. I was going to say my friend. Uh, he is my friend, but I can't remember his fucking name. Uh, Dom Coleman. 
Okay, so Dominic Coleman, who you would definitely know if you saw him. He's in everything. Do you know Dom Coleman? Uh, do so, I? Dominic Coleman. I'll Give say. me some, I'm yeah, get, 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 get my MTV on screen. I, I, I promise you, you will definitely know him when you see him. He's in fucking everything. Oh, I love the these people, these workhorse actors who just like, you don't know their name, but when you see them, you Honestly, go, they're amazing. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, I recognize him. Yeah, I recognize him. He's nice. Yeah, I like him. So, Dom. He was in Miranda. He was, yes, yes, he was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dom was, I used to work in Miranda. I was the warm-up in Miranda. He's good. Um, I like we got, know that. She's lovely. I got sat twice. Oh, I'm sorry. I got, I well, actually, By Miranda once, herself? No, no, no. Okay, I'm pals with Miranda. Um, Dom yes. um, <clears throat> did a show in 90, no, t year 2000 in Edinburgh mm -hmm. called Looking for Michael, mm -hmm. in which he played. It was honestly one of the best shows I've ever seen in my life. It's, yeah. a, tr it's a travesty that it's not available somewhere now. It was Brett wrote himself. Dom was in the year above me at university, at Bretton Hall, drama school. Bretton and, Hall, um, Bretton Hall, which is where League of Gentlemen went. Yes, that's yeah, true, yeah. yeah. A little bit of trivia for you. Yeah. I, I, I mean, that. you knew, I knew it. I'm talking to the all, viewers it's all and the listeners. all fucking spoke about. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, and, uh, and he wrote this one-man show. Before he, he hadn't done any telly or anything like that, he was like just a trying his look at Edinburgh called Looking for Michael. And it was about uh, a very exuberant I don't remember him being, no, maybe it was camp, maybe it was kind of a campish character, um, actor, very serious actor, taking serious, who was obsessed with Michael Ball, absolutely obsessed with Michael Ball, so the whole show was about that, <laughs> and about, and talking about Michael Ball, and, um, <clears throat> and it was one of those, it was like, it was kind of, it was kind of taking the piss out of Michael Ball, sure. Re really. He's got a sense sure. of humour, I've seen him on Well, interviews. this is what happened, That's so this is what it. happened in, in Edinburgh, right. so he Michael came. Ball, some of his family, I think he did go eventually oh. to it. And it, so it became a thing that started off as a piss take, actually becoming embraced by the person as well. Yeah. Oh, um, that's lovely. So maybe that. It won't. It's going to sue you. It, yeah, it's it's, it's going to sue you. You might turn up to one of your I shows need to randomly. Start short. Yeah. Well, I mean, I have never done it in America. I've done it in Australia and I've done it in the UK, and I feel like those are two very safe places. Yeah. Oh, we can yeah. get on a plane. And, though, and as we know, he? Richard Carpenter yeah. can't travel. Yeah. He can fly. <laughs> Why would he travel? He's got oh, a tag, on. He? He, he sued a carpenter. Yeah, he'll travel. He'll travel. He's probably got enough money for a private plane. It sounds like he's got none. Oh, he's got so much money. Yeah, he wrote all those songs. So much money. He's because he has the writing credits as well as the performing credits on it. Sure. He's because because I. I mean, my take on Richard, and said with such love, is that he's a control freak. Just bored. And well. do you know what? He's Sad he's a control love. freak the way I'm a control freak. Okay. Again, and a very similar. Like I just see a lot of myself in that. You know, I'm not, nowhere near as successful as he is, but like I really can imagine being that person and being really finding it very hard to have people like talk about me and, yeah, yeah, and yeah. without me going, oh, actually, no, can you say it like that? Because that's not. That, I wouldn't. You know, like just needing to be on top of everything. He's, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. that's the impression I get. You have very much coming in and tried to dictate the narrative of this interview. I from the beginning, it I told you what to wear. You didn't do it. <laughs> I, did. I told you to cut said, your hair. You, you didn't. Steve Prescott charity. <laughs> Shut up. You As said. If I, would, and you I never one, wear a, I never wear a collar. You never wear blue normally. So I, I assume... it was free. The shirt. Oh right. Okay. I fair. did some. Um, I did a. I told you about the bells tournament. Yeah. And I got it free. Not. Oh, I was really going to mention like the it. thing you were. No. That's later. What the mind believes, the body achieves. That's what his T-shirt says. Yeah. Yeah. It's Steve Prescott. He's, I'll make you feel awful if I tell you all about no? it. Oh, my God. He's dead now, Steve Prescott. Oh, oh, R.I.P. What are you doing to all these people? What the I hell? Didn't, no, I didn't kill Steve Prescott. Oh, uh, well. Um, jury's out. No, <laughs> no, Steve Prescott was a rugby league player. He's played for my team. Oh. And he got a very rare form of stomach cancer and um, was given, I think, six months to live. And he oh. lived for another, like, eight eight or nine years. Wow. But in that time, he did marathon after marathon, endurance feet after endurance. And his charity still carries on, the oh, Steve Prescott Foundation. Him. I love yeah. that stuff. Yeah. Yeah, yeah very inspirational oh. character, it really is. So, so what are you doing with your life? Uh, well, I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> gearing up Richard for this Carpenter's blooming tour, yeah. Um, well, I think it's exciting, right. though, isn't it? And I think there is that added freeze on to this, of, uh, that it's... That it's about a real person who, who might yeah. who might come in swinging. To well, 
if, he, if I ever looked up and saw him there, I don't know what I would do because I'd be like, "You're about to see some stuff, guys." But um, yeah, I, I, I like when he's not there and I can present it as my fantastic approach to Rich Carpenter. It's yeah, yeah, yeah. just really fun. Your tour is that I've only just turned this page over. It's mm. fucking ridiculous. I'm so sorry. It is a long tour. That is ridiculous, man. It's Twenty oh, dates, yeah, I think. Eleventh yeah. and twelfth of October, London Br- Bloomsbury. Yeah, launching on the Bloomsbury. Yes. Well, Bloomsbury's lovely. It is lovely. Harrogate Theatre Studio week. is also lovely. Harrogate Studio is lovely. Norwich Playhouse is lovely. Cambridge Junction's lovely. Oh. Well, do, you've got to do the dates. Lime I'm, I'm doing, oh, I'll, do it. Oh. I'll do it. But it's going to take ages. Okay. I'm going to do them all. We've got. Sorry, guys. Get got, through this. Got to fill time, haven't we? <laughs> yeah. 19th of October because there's going to be another half hour about Laura, wasn't there? Oh uh, my um, god. 11th and 12th of October, Bloomsbury Theatre, London. 19th October. This is all October at the moment. Yeah. Harrogate. 27th, Norwich Playhouse. Oh, now we're into November. Into November. First, Gravesend Woodville Studio Theatre. Right, yeah. Second, Lyme Regis Marine Theatre. Third, <laughs> Hedge End, the, Ber- the Berry Theatre. Oh my Hedge God, End? not Hedge End. It's near Southampton. Four. Hampshire. Fourth, Exeter Phoenix. Woo! Hometown. Eighth, is it? Well, my parents live near there. <laughs> Eighth, Carlisle Old Fire Station. Never been there. Oh. It's nice. Mm. Ninth, Sale Waterside it's Art near Manchester, Centre. guys. Manchester, shit, Manchester, shit Manchester. Shit Manchester. Shit no! Fifteenth, no. Guildford. That's my actual hometown. G yeah, Live. Sixteenth, yeah, yeah. Reading South Street. Oh, nice. Love that venue. Seventeenth, Banbury Mill oh, Arts. Oh, I've been there. It's nice. Ooh. That is actually nice. Is it actually nice. good? Banbury's really nice. It's a new it's one for me. Nice. 23rd, Cambridge Junction. Boo. I only say that because I uh, studied at Oxford, so Cambridge, oh, Cambridge, are the, Cambridge are the other side. Cambridge <laughs> Junction can no, go... No, but that junction's amazing. It can go either way. What do you mean it can go either way? I think it can go either way, Cambridge Junction as a venue. Oh, right. I think meant like... I feel like that's no. the one that Richard talking about junctions. Said. I was like, yeah, I know, you, I know you can go either way at a junction, for goodness sake. It's cool. That. I think, for some reason, I feel like that's the one Richard Carpenter's going to come to. Oh, God. The Cambridge no, Junction think, gig. I think 24th at uh, the Lawrence Batley in Huddersfield. Yes. Yes. I think that would some be, of these names that I would love. be his, his venue of choice. Yeah. Lawrence Batley is a very well respected gentleman. Um, 25th of November, Sheffield Uni, the drama studio. I mean, that sounds like a filler date. <laughs> it's the only one not on the website yet. That sounds like management have gone, right. <laughs> Can we, just, can we shove some between these dates? <laughs> He'll be in that area. Ring Sheffield University on the off chance they've got a drama studio. <laughs> that one's actually selling quite well. I'm actually quite pleased about that one. Oh. How dare you? Yeah, because it holds five people. <laughs> yeah, 100% fine. capacity. 100% capacity at the moment. Farrah Mashcroft Art Centre. Great. I love that one. Been there four times with Laura. Have you yeah. heard of Laura? Do you know Laura? Laura. <laughs> Laura, I have a weird. I'm having a weird moment I'm of like and it's it an eternal sunshine of the spotless mind. I've I, f- seen I feel it. like there's a shadow of her in my head. I mean, chasing you through the kitchen. Uh, <laughs> Farrah Mashcroft Art Centre, I believe. Mm. In fact, it was definitely that. I was there one night uh, doing a show, and a plane crashed. Oh my god! Our, we actually saw all the smoke and everything oh from it. Oh god! Oh, you mean onto the road, onto the motorway? It wasn't. It wasn't oh, the no, air show one. one. Okay. There was another. It was before that. that. Was near. I know, right there. Um, yeah, so that's that. 28th of November, also my ex-girlfriend's birthday. That one. Happy birthday. That's why I did it. To Ashley. 29th of November, <laughs> Brighton Comedia. Ah, oh, Brighton. It's where Big and Daft split up. Yep. In uh, that venue? It, yep, in, oh, in an interval during a show. Oh, God, okay. Goodness. Uh, Milton, oh, with December now, Milton Keynes to Stables. Yeah, that's the 7th of December. Surprisingly good venue. Isn't it? Yeah. It's a bit out of the way. Is it an actual right. stable? It's a converted stable. Okay, good. <laughs> 8th of December, Barton upon Humber Rope Walk. <laughs> See, I think that one's the funniest one because yes. I'm like, what the. What I, think, the? I think it's cruel that whoever programmed this tour put that in as your last date. <laughs> Again, that sold really well. <laughs> so yeah. I need the, it's the ones that sound really good that I need to push some tickets in. The other ever, ones are really full. Have you ever considered 
that some of these venues might be made up. Right. <laughs> you arrive and you're like, what? This is just a field. Yeah, yeah this is an actual rope walk. <laughs> it's a rope. <laughs> yeah, a but rope. to be fair, they'd be like, well, I've Go told on. you, it's quite clearly on the bit of paper. Yeah, exactly. You knew you were yeah, coming yeah. to this. You assumed yeah. it was a cool venue. Can I just say, uh, this is a really nice quote that I've just seen. One of the nice quotes I've ever seen. A praise for you, Matthew, oh. from the Scotsman. Fabulous in voice and good looks, oh, but also plays keyboard like an angel and body pops like a devil. That's, that's a lovely quote, isn't it? It's quite a good one. That's why I'm still using yeah, it after like four years. Me. That's actually a misprint. It's not the Scotsman, it's a Scotsman. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my that was, God! That was just someone that came to his show. Anyway, I'll have that. Yeah, I'm not saying that they're all best. I'm no. just saying that, but that one was. Yeah. <laughs> um, look, have cool, a great one. Thank you that, so much. Pace yourself on that, though. I know I'm you're going, going to, to work yeah, drink a lot of ginger and honey and all oh, that yeah. stuff, yeah. and like, yeah. And you know, give our love to anyone you work with. Well, I only work with one. Uh, oh, Laura. Okay. Yeah. No, stop saying her name. <laughs> I should stop saying her real name because people yeah, don't yeah, know yeah, our yeah, real yeah, names. Yeah. Um, best of luck with it. Thank it's you so Richard much. Richard Carpenter's Close is a website, by the way. There, well, my website is MatthewFloydJones.co.uk, and the first thing you see is all the dates and how that. to book. You said that too fast, then. Uh, MatthewFloydJones.co.uk. Yeah. That's good. I've got a little clip um, from it. Do you want to hear it? Well, I don't want to hear it, but I want them to hear it. You have to listen to it. <laughs> okay. I was doing a really weird thing. Well, there's a part of a medley. Did you see what happened then? It didn't, no, 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 it did a weird see. thing. Oh, it what? counted down and then it started going into minus. Whoa, it's possessed. So it went three, two, one to the end of the song. But yeah. the song carried on. That's weird. And then the thing went minus one, minus two, minus three, minus two. Oh That's weird. Richard, are like you, you here? Oh my God. <laughs> it's like, oh please no. don't sue me. You've gone into an alternate Richard's dimension. Richard's arrived. He's, he's doing this as before the show started. Exactly. Can you imagine? Oh my God. That's absolutely terrifying. Matthew, thanks ever so much for coming in, man. You're Thank welcome you anytime you like. having me. Um, well, e- either on your own. Or with anyone or I should meet no, on no, the street. Don't, don't bring her now. We know you'll be don't back at some now. point, Matthew. That much we know. <laughs> that we like that. that. Yeah. We like that. But if you start giving it, oh, frisky manager coming back, I'm going to do this. Yeah, right, I'm, right. I'm, I'm going to take my holiday that week. Okay. You'll have us, won't you? Yeah, sure. Yeah, you can come in. I'm not doing it. But you tell she, me when you want to come in, Matthew, and, and I'll, I'll give s- you that week and off. And she can sit in here yeah. with a stupid manager who has <laughs> who who she's split her up with. Manager. But, oh. But, oh. Oh. Right. Clues in the name. A stupid manager, and they, and they have now got divorced. But he has contractually obliged to carry on working, and it'll be really awkward. And she'd be like, "Oh, I wish there was someone I could make him jealous with," and there'll be nobody on this side of the desk. Oh, you've you've gone there. You've yeah. gone beyond there. You've, it's cupcake with blackjack. <laughs> um, Nat's gone. Just not in the studio. Just gone out. She said she went for a wee. So... As we speak, Nat is hunched over a toilet because she has to because she's massive. She's hunched over a toilet with her knees touching her chin, um, aiming, well, not aiming, I guess, just letting it flow, letting urine flow out of herself into a toilet bowl. We'll take a moment to picture that, actually. Let's just picture that. Let's try and picture Nat 
So she'll have, she had jeans on today, so she's got her jeans around her ankles. She's got her underwear down. She's hunched over a toilet. <laughs> knees up to her chin. Big gangly thing that she is. And she's weeing into a toilet. Uh, she's at her most vulnerable as I speak now. I said I was going to put another song on to cover her against the toilet, but I've not. I've decided instead just carry on talking. <laughs> and I thought we could all just take a minute to imagine that in the toilet. But no one ever tell her about it. That I said this, that I hear this live when it goes out. And um, just to cover my bases, here's Terence Trent Darby. I'll tell you what, though, this is risky, isn't it? Terence Trent Darby, that's a risky one. When we're talking about, like, killing people and stuff on this show by accident, sort of person you could hear has just died, isn't it? I, I hope he doesn't, but if he does, then best wishes to his family. Why do people do that? What, fade? Fade out. I don't like fades either. It's just such bullshit. Well, especially a long, a long fade. Like, that's a ten second fade. Oh, that was. that was a painful fade. I do like the song, though. Yeah, but let's not slag him off. He's only just dying, hasn't he? No, Terence Trent Darby's not dead. Yeah, he died. No, he hasn't. He did. Can we verify that out there? Because that's not true. Everyone knows he's died. Terence Trent Darby, the singer, is not dead, correct? I don't see you typing well. It, hasn't he died? No, there he's you not go. dead. There he's you go. Not, they're they're, he's no, they're not. They're saying he's not dead. Oh, my God. They're saying they're not sure. No, they're not saying that. Toby, I, so I know what Toby's saying, and he's saying that he's alive. He's I not feel like to, he's died. He's not died. I feel like he might have died. I can't, I mean, I can't say for like, next I Monday if he'll died. be alive I think he's not, died, and they just haven't announced it yet. I feel dreadful if he dies over the weekend. I said that before I introduced Jesus. us on. You weren't in it, you were on the way. You were hunched over a toilet bowl. Hunched. Uh, we're joined now by, do you want me to say producer? Shall I say, is that part of your name? Uh, it can be. Should we do that? It can be, yeah. Produ- producer <laughs> Arabella Burfitt Duns. That's some name, isn't it? Yeah, well, I was born with it, so. Uh. <laughs> it's, that is like. That's proper posh, though, isn't it? Yeah, Are you some posh? do say that. Are you posh, though? Um, do I sound posh? I don't know. I've not gauged it yet, I don't know. Well, let me know by the end of this. Yeah. Um, we're talking about uh, a comedy horror film called Food Bar. Mm is what we're talking about um, which is already premiered right yes uh, we premiered a few weeks ago at Fright Fest okay yeah yeah yeah, yeah um, how was that oh it was brilliant it was amazing uh, we had a, a packed cinema in Leicester Square which is always a really nice nice place to premiere and uh, yeah it was it was a laugh a minute we had a roaring audience okay uh, really good reviews and yeah it was amazing it's a, it's a very fun festival it's got a good but a also kind of discerning as well, Fright Fest. So they would they would let it be known if they didn't like something. Oh yeah, from yeah. my mm. my memory of Fright Fest, it's quite a yeah. Yes, uh, they don't take prisoners. Yeah, they can, they can they can be as, as vicious as the films they love. Exactly. <laughs> really, yeah. I guess. So you did well there. Yeah, really well. Um, okay. No, it was it was brilliant. Uh, it was received very well, and it's a uh, it's a relief, you know, when it's yeah, out there yeah, in the yeah, world yeah. and. Uh, Oh, it was brilliant. It was a really nice event. So uh, it's exciting for the for the future of the film. Okay, well, let, let's go back then. We'll go back to the start of this then. So um, how how does one become a producer? That is a very good question. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't think there's a right answer. Is it because you don't know? Uh, Just say if you don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know. Uh, I think I went into it uh, a bit of a uh, bizarre way. Okay. Um, I don't know what the traditional route is, but yeah. honestly, I think if you want to make a film, 
Yeah. There's no mm. better way to make it than to do it yourself, and that's pretty much what a producer is. Um, if you if you came to me with a script or an idea, it's about taking that uh, and making it reality, basically. Yeah, yeah. Um, from inception to the screens. And, and are yeah. you, so would you be involved, or oh, that'd be an exact producer, I guess, but would, would you be involved in the, the funding of something like this? Uh, the financing as well, yeah. And how yeah. was that for, for something that's, I guess, an indie film, really? What was your funding process with it? Um, indie films are very difficult, um, and every project is very different. Um, so this particular film uh, had a lot of backers on it. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was a uh, um, contribution from many people okay. uh, that believed in the project. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it's, if, you've, uh, if you've got a good product, uh, then you pitch it to as many people as you can. Well, it's, it's surprisingly easy to make a film nowadays, I think. You know, it's, it's like... I think is it? it, it yeah, yeah, I think it is. No, no, I, no I mean, I, no, not the process. The process yeah. is difficult. Fuck knows it's difficult. But the actual starting it and doing it... Yeah. It's, it's surprisingly easy, I think. You know, you can just make the decision to do it and then you work it out as you go along how, how you're going to make the film. And I quite like that. I think it's quite a... Although it also feels like the sort of thing you should perhaps keep secret because mm. otherwise everyone's going to start making films all over the place all right. of the time. We're making independent films without yeah, production for, for, for an indie film, you, yeah, and yeah. then just get stuff somehow finding the budget for it. No, could you not? When you, it's very unprofessional if you Well, hit, you've done it about a million times you hit your, your mic, so I never pull you up on it when you do it. sounds awful when you oh, hit your stop mic. stop it. No, but it's finding the budget, I guess. Really I want to back it. What's Sorry. that? I, I thought the klaxon was on three, but it's it's um. Oh, well, that's thing is stupid. <laughs> it's song, embarrassing, isn't it? isn't it? It's embarrassing. I thought I'd make a mistake to cover yours. Yes, <laughs> yeah, sure. Is what I thought I'd do. So, um, the film itself. So, it is, it is a horror film. It's a it's a comedy horror. <clears throat> okay. Uh, with I would say a capital C. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. And yeah, a, okay. yeah. Lowercase h. Yeah, um, yeah. It's very much a British comedy style. Uh, a lot of uh, conversation comedy, yeah. and then. Uh, the actual comedy horror element comes into play a fair bit into the film. Okay. So it's almost a surprise. I mm. mean, by the time that actually comes into play, you forget that that is an element of the film. You're sort of like, oh my God, and that just happened. And then it sort of escalates. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so what's the premise of the film? Uh, so it's uh, essentially a stag do that goes wrong. Okay. Um, so uh, a group of guys go on a stag do to uh, a zombie apocalypse paintballing weekend. Oh, they're nice, popular, nice. those And they are real. They do yeah, happen. Yeah, they do. Yeah. Um, and it was inspired uh, by the directors. One of his friends uh, actually went to one of these. And uh, he, uh, I believe he broke his finger uh, during it because they got so carried away. Right. Um, and the guys that ran the uh, paintballing place uh, took it a bit too seriously. Right. Um, so that's kind of where it came from. Uh, and yes, yeah, so they go on this, uh, they go on the stag do to a paintballing place, and it's run by a group of ex-military psychotic squaddies. Right. And uh, they're very intimidating. And the guys on the stag do are hopeless idiots. Okay. <laughs> And uh, they end... Oh, I don't know how much I should give away, really, but um, they end up... Uh, you'll know. You'll know when it's right, so they, they, withhold. They end up accidentally uh, killing somebody. Okay. And uh, they try and cover it up. And yeah, yeah, then okay. in doing so, they end up getting themselves in more and more trouble, and it's an escalation of uh, errors, really. Nice, nice. And it's, yeah. it's the comedy around that. Okay. Yeah. Well, the cast is decent, eh? For a, and especially for an indie film as well. Yeah. Which yeah. is actually often the case 
Yeah. You forget that people just like working on good stuff. Well, when, when um, I remember the actor Jason Fleming, who you may well know from Lockstock and various things, when we had an interview with him, he says that he... Did told, I interview him? No, you didn't. It was um, uh, Dan Clark. But he said that he does um, like two fairly big budget things a year, which will fund him for, for all the, the other stuff that he wants to do, whether it's short films, which he's prepared to work on for free as well, just yeah, yeah. for the next film maybe, Jason okay, Fleming. Uh, says he'll do some free work. <laughs> but just said, you know, because there's the stuff I want to do, and then I'll just do a few, yeah, for the bank, as yeah, you say. And bank. I think a lot of actors probably do that as well. Yeah, because I, I reckon that, without too much to back it up, but I reckon that a lot of stuff you would do studio... Mm-hmm is kind of sterile in, mm. in, in terms of the actual experience. I don't, it, it can still be a beautiful script and a beautiful yeah. production, but the environment is kind of sterile in terms yeah. of they rarely have too much heart in the making of yeah. them. That's, that's kind of falsified later on. It's mm. how I read it anyway. I think with some actors, you can tell the ones that are for the bank, some of the bigger actors. Well, Affleck's done a shitload for the bank, hasn't he? Really? Some, I think, yeah, he has done a lot for the bank. I think Nicolas Cage has as well. Yeah. I think you can certainly look at some of them. I think John Cusack does that now quite a lot and as I well. And I think Lee, Lee Latchford Evans as well. Lee Latchford Evans. I think he does, oh, I think he does steps for the bank and he does um, the, latch, the latch. For the love. Yeah, for the love. <laughs> that's what I reckon. <laughs> this is Lee Latchford Evans, you know, from steps. Maybe you're not are you familiar with his uh, canon of work. No, that's, that's a shame. Is. That that's a shame, is. isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know Steps, though, the band Steps. Is you remember the band? Tragedy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. Lee from Steps has oh, a Lee. side project He's called the, the Latch, and his name is Lee right. Latchford Evans. And we were really big fans of him until he wouldn't come on the show, and now we're just going. <laughs> Hang on. He, he <laughs> no. wouldn't. He, would, he would not come, come on, the, come on the, show. the show. We just called him and asked him to come on with like a two hour. He may very Notice. well have still not got the he message. Actually, he might actually come on the show, in which case, he won't we love the Latch. He won't know. I do actually love him. So, Mark Heaps in the film. Yes, lovely man. Uh, Sean Michael Very. Is that right, Very? Yes, yeah. Um, Danny Corain. Yeah. David Mimeni. Mimeni. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Perry Fitzpatrick. Yes. I really like him. Yeah, he's, he's, he's from This great. Is England, right? Yeah. yeah, This Is England. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And Ewan McIntosh as well. I was in a film with Ewan McIntosh once. What's the film? Why are you? I can't remember what it was called. It was a short film. I went and did it. It only took me an hour. And I didn't even have a line in it. <laughs> I played like just a weird bloke on a tube. Oh, acting. And it wasn't, even, acting it wasn't even a real tube. It Are was you an a, actor? That's show business, isn't it? Wow. <laughs> hell, that really is He's show business. He's had some drama training at somewhere that doesn't exist anymore called Bratton Hall. Have you heard of it? I went to Bratton uh, Hall. No, no Arabella's not heard of that. Uh, so well, I've not that's heard of it. That's showbiz too. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, do you know what? I wouldn't even consider my, I'm trained as an actor, but I wouldn't even consider myself an actor now. I really wouldn't. I'm, I've not got. I don't consider myself a comic anymore either. What, what do you. Just a thing? Yeah. No, I don't want to be a, a, a something. Okay, just be you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've got to that stage of life. Oh, I was noting you down for my next project, but I'll, oh, I'll scribble it out. No, I mean, <laughs> but I'd consider anything, genuinely, but I'm quite, I'm sort of hard to get. Well, I mean, you have got your own it, film it, coming out at some point. Yeah, but the, that, the, so so that, I think that's why. That. No, but that's why, I think. Mm. It's, it's to do with that. It's to do with being kind of my own gatekeeper, I think. Right. I say this like people are falling over them fucking selves to get, actually get me in, onto their projects, but I don't mean like that. I, I think mean, you should read Arabella's uh, script for her next film, just, you know, just see. I don't know why. Just do it, read through on Fubar Radio. Yeah, yeah, for sure, we'll do that. <laughs> do it. We should definitely do that. We should do that, and I'll do my part properly, and Nat can try and play every other part. Okay, let's do that, fine. Any script, I can do any that. script you've been sent that you've already shit-canned, right, that you don't want to do it, just bring right, it in. Bring just it in, yeah. Call the writer and say, look... 
I'm not going to make it, but <laughs> but there is an opportunity. There is an opportunity. Say yeah. that for this to be broadcast to a lot of people. We say could do a radio well. play, a little play. Do I be a radio play? I'd like something with stunts in it. Oh, so what but I would got, have to do. do Brilliant. Stunts, okay. stunts. We could do sound design with it. So Perfect. You don't actually have to do the stunts. Uh, just smash I, glass and. I think we should do them. Uh, can I pitch an idea to you? Go for it. I'm always open. Right. It's about um, a massive woman. Right. Right. Huge. Really, really massive. Five foot eleven. <laughs> right. Let's t- stories high. We're talking. Five foot eleven. And basically, all all the story is is her walking around London, like big steps into other postcodes and stuff. And just the thing that I like the idea of the most that we can do with either, either green screen or we can actually do it live because I know someone. Um, she picks up buses when she's hungry. I don't do that. She picks up a bus and she shakes the bus, and all the people fall out and she eats them. That's as far as I've got. Okay. And there's a stag night. And it's a stag night. <laughs> yeah, there's a stag night and they get into a lot of trouble. <laughs> and they accidentally kill a Or do I, or did, did they eat the stag accidentally? The, the, the st- eat the stag. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, the stag night take it upon themselves to bring down this essential huge gorgon Five foot 11. That's, that's destroying, Five foot 11, London, no, destroying right. all of London. Right. Right. We can Not do it with mod- models and green screen, we can do it. Um, and, and yeah, that's, so that's it. It's essentially, it's like Cloverfield, but you do see the monster a lot. Okay, well, um, I'm see? interested to, there we go, to, straight away. to, you know, see a teaser of this, <coughs> this idea. You've seen one. All the time you've been in here, you've seen one. <laughs> is, is this... Uh, this is me. <laughs> so I'm five foot eleven. She's not massive. going around. This is not massive. massive. <laughs> it's not massive to you, yeah. Because he don't know if you can tell, but Ian's actually stood up now. I'm five six. You don't look very tall to me, is it? Thank she you. Is, she is. Thank she's you. She's she's look at her hands. Look at her they're hands. They're not. They're like, oh my god. Look <laughs> at my hands. Like look at that. Look at that. She tried to give me the finger then and put an hole in the roof. That was horrible. <laughs> <laughs> um, you are massive now. I'm not massive. Have you ever done any acting? Uh, yeah, in a in a panto at school. Here's your opportunity. No, Re- a real like, a real producer. I was like six or so. Well, you speak. What do you speak, mean speak? speak I, 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 I'm not Tell saying that about I'm, I'm not really going into acting or part of acting. Right, Arabella, imagine, right, you're <laughs> casting for a massive woman. Five foot eleven. I appreciate you might sometimes do it in an office, but this, you know, you've got to do this one in a park. <laughs> right? Right, okay. In she comes, shadow comes over the sun. Boom, boom, boom. Right, there we go. So let's have, let's have, let, we'll have the meeting. You in it so I we'll have the meeting you. now. I will eat you. We can I'm improv be, this right yeah. now, actually. Oh, great. Yeah. I'm going to be the um, director of photography. I'm just going to be looking. I'm gonna, like <laughs> nodding. Very good, really good. I really want to eat you right now. Sh- to shush this, stop this down. That is very good. Is that good. started That is improv? very good, yeah. That's very good. <laughs> <laughs> that was okay. very good. That, no, we want more of that. <laughs> I really want to eat you right now. <laughs> Do some improv now. I really want to eat you right now. I kind of do, just to shut you up about this. When you, um, I've never sat in a casting from the other side of the, of the table. Yeah. Um, and I think I would hate it. Like I, I really do. I, th- I think I would hate it. As in being on the other side. Yeah, yeah. As to in act- not for the act- not as the actor. Yeah, yeah. To be casting someone, actually yeah. looking at people all day and that sort of thing, I think would be a horrible experience. I uh, yeah. I actually. Uh, I find it a bit uncomfortable as well yeah, yeah, yeah. because, um, you know, I've had a, a bit of experience on the other side as well, okay. and uh, I've got a, a lot of actor friends. Uh, my sister's also an actress, yeah, yeah. and I just know what people go through when they audition for roles and how much it can mean to people, and it just, mm. it, it can be very brutal. Mm. Um, 
you know, and I'd, I, I would never be like that to somebody, yeah, yeah. but, you know, in just any kind of rejection if somebody's not right, you sort of, you, you're very, you feel very conscious that you're potentially putting somebody through that by, yeah. by not giving them something and... Um, I do find that it is difficult. And yeah. I should say, the manner of rejection as well, and the manner of, the, of how... Because mm. I'm sure there's a movement at the moment, I think Equity are... I'm sure Equity are involved in it, where they're trying to make it a thing where you have to tell people if they haven't got the part. Oh, really? But, so, so what so, would you... So, so it used to be that you'd go... Just want to get back to them? Yeah, well, as an actor, yeah. you, you basically go to them things and just go, right, now just forget about it. Like, the second you leave the casting, it's like, just forget about it now. Don't sit and think. And I, I don't, don't know, because there are people that come in here who've been to Cardinal and they're like, I think, oh, I think I've got this one, I think I've got it, and then they reject when they haven't. Yeah. But they're not always told about it, are they? You just don't no, get you told. No, you're never to told. Kind of... No, you're never told the end God, of it. Okay. Or very, very rarely, unless somebody's, someone's followed up and said, did they get the part? And then yeah. they get told no then. But very rarely are people told that they haven't. I'm pretty sure there's a thing that they... What the proposal they put forward was in a certain time period as well mm. that you have to be told if you haven't got the part. I which fair. I think is right. Yeah, I think that seems I fair I think enough. that is right. Yeah. Because, yeah, because if somebody really, really believes that they're going to get the role... And it's, oh it's, it's hard because, you know, someone can be just the most brilliant actor and their performance can be perfect... There's just a reason why they're it's not just, right. It's just not for, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it, it, it could even be something as simple as you have four characters to cast, and you've already cast one role, yeah, yeah, and yeah. the other person that's walked in that's that's brilliant, or they do a self tape audition or whatever, yeah. and they're amazing, but they actually are too similar to the other person that it won't mm. carry right on yeah, the screen. Yeah, yeah. There needs to be a contrast between the people, and um, yeah, it's it's just difficult because obviously people do take it personally. Um, but you are ca essentially with casting though. You are you casting chemistry is what you're casting yeah. because mm -hmm. invariably if someone's got the actual casting, then it's tacit that they're they need they're, the... they're good enough. So it could be you that, know, that, you... that they have the talent to do a, a role. Right. They, they can do it. They're already working, yeah. or they're already officially an actor or whatever. So you you're often casting. Chemistry, you see, sure. well, well, they would be the right person with the other people. But with the other person, so they can come in and be a you know, fantastic actor, but just not quite have the chemistry with the other person, therefore yeah. not right for yeah. the role. So yeah, the, absolutely. The, the rarely yeah. saying you were shit. No, but that's still quite that's a harsh thing, isn't it? To be telling, I mean, you have to do it to say to someone like, "Sorry, but you haven't got the part." Yeah, yeah. yeah. What do you have to say? How do you word it in a nice way? You don't, because they don't. That's what I'm saying. They don't tell people. No, but if they do now, if you're saying they're going to have to tell people, just no, say not quite right for don't the know role. Why you're asking I guess. Me. I don't know. I, I like giving people feedback. And saying what they did well and what we really yeah. liked about it, and you know, explaining why they didn't get the role. Because I feel like if you just, you know, if somebody's just hears, oh, you, you haven't, you're not right, you haven't got it. People yeah. read into that, and you know, sometimes if if there was a specific thing, maybe someone wasn't doing quite right that they could be better at. It's better to tell them in a, mm. in a you know, in a really yeah, nice, yeah. constructive criticism way. Um, you know, can help them for the next time. And, sure. Yeah. And you must have to audition a lot of people, again, for one part. So mm. it's like, you know, there can be several actors that come in that are amazing, but obviously you just have to pick one, which is tricky as well. I think that's quite a hard thing to It is difficult. Yeah. yeah, it's hard. But you cast well with the Fung Fu Bar. Oh, no, it's brilliant. And yes, uh, well done. Well yeah, done, yeah, Arabella. Yeah, yeah, that. Thank you. That's a vote of confidence, isn't it? No, <laughs> I, know, I, know, I know. You have, yeah. Um, is it a passion project for you, this? Or are, are all your projects passion projects? Um, they're all actually passion projects. I like uh, supporting art forms that are maybe underrepresented mm. or something that I just really believe in. Um, and... Yeah, I mean, every every project's very different. Uh, I personally made quite a few different types of films rather than just making one of the yeah. same sort of genre. Um, and yeah, 
so far everything's sort of a passion project to a certain extent because I think you have to really believe in something mm. because you live with it for such yeah, a long yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, driving it through that, you have to... Uh, I think if you don't believe in it, then it's not right to do it because, you know, if you're bringing all this talent on and, and crew and people are working on it and, you know, putting blood, sweat and tears into it, mm. if, if you didn't really believe in it, then, I don't know, I just don't think it's mm. right. It's, you know, it's good for everyone yeah. to have that passion and so I wouldn't do it if it wasn't a good project. <laughs> so is this you now? Is, are you a producer now? Because you alluded before that you'd, you'd been on the other side of the casting process. So I guess you did acting and that sort of stuff. Yeah, I've, I've done some acting and um, I think producing just, to be honest, in the last couple of years has just sort of exploded for me a little bit okay. and uh, it's taken over and... Uh, yeah, I've just, I just I love it really. I've been I've been producing uh, some feature films that will just finish at the same time. Right. So uh, yeah, it's sort of been a bit of a whirlwind. But uh, yeah, I'm a producer now. <laughs> How hands on are you with it though? Are you yeah. do, do you are you there on set and stuff like that, or or do you just leave them to it to get on with it? Oh, very much on set. Oh, yeah, I mean, uh, I would say uh, another thing that a producer is is whatever is needed. Yeah. Um, and I like to be part of it as well. So uh, I've been painting walls at 3 a.m. Yeah, yeah, in the yeah. morning if that's yeah. needed for I did for that right to your house once, remember? Painted Came and painted walls. your walls at 3 a.m. She didn't paint Oh, them. there again. You're a producer as well then? For him, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently. She didn't paint them. You can't call what you did painting. <laughs> it wasn't painting. You know what it was. I know. I thought we'd never speak about it. I don't know why I brought it up. I painted a wall as well then in, in, in that case that night. Oh, my God. <laughs> Um, I think it's exciting, and, and I think it's uh, it's one of them in it where it, when you talk about indie stuff and and you know sort of kind of I guess smaller scale stuff that you you it, it's key what you're saying that thing about you know you're painting walls and that sort of thing. And I think that gets misunderstood on films sometimes that uh, when, when something's of this size in actual production that it requires everyone to put their arse in gear and everyone's got yeah. you know actually committed to it. It's hard to do that. It's, mm -hmm. it's hard to get people. Uh, not to start to begin with, but it's hard to maintain that. I think it's hard mm. to maintain people's excitement. So I think it's cool that that you're um, that you're into it beyond just like going drinking wine somewhere. Do you know? Do you know what I mean? No, that, totally. Yeah. But there's, I, there's yeah, a lot I of that agree. about. Mm. Like there, is, you know, there is a lot of that about yeah, producers absolutely. who are just like fucking. Mm. It's just a a thing for them. You know. So so that's good. And what's your next thing? What you're going to go into? Or is it a secret? Um, well. Uh, the big massive woman in London. That's that's ticked off. Oh yes, that's that's. Uh, that, that's when's that next happening? Year, next year. Maybe. Okay. Uh, who who well, is going to play the big next. woman? It's, gonna, it's, it's got lady. it's got a working title of humonger Matt. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> humonger Matt. I'd like a tall lady. I feel like the woman uh, Gwendolyn Christie from Game of Thrones. No 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 no. no, no, no who? No. Just we're keeping casting under wraps at the moment. We've not okay. even, we've not even told the person herself yet. The tall person. Yeah, but she, I'm sure she's got an idea. I'm sure she's got an idea that's coming for a humonger nat. <laughs> we're gonna Just be tell making. me whenever you're on the road, I will come and eat that car. So she actually wants to do it. <laughs> yeah. um, okay, what are you doing next? Um, so I have a, a mockumentary uh, rom-com that actually premiered uh, last night. Okay, what's that called? Uh, it's called Love Possibly. Okay, nice. Um, so that was at Raindance Film Festival. Yeah. And a contemporary thriller called We the Kings, okay, uh, which also premiered on Friday at Raindance as well. Okay, so two in the wow. same. Um, and then I have a totally different uh, film called Iris Warriors: okay. uh, The Birth of Color with Jessica Brown Finley. Okay, oh, yeah. Um, and that's currently in final stages, uh, so that's looking to be next year. 
And what do you want? What is your... Do you have an end goal in mind? End goal? I yeah. want to win a BAFTA. Do you really? 100%, yeah. Why, why BAFTA? Why not Oscar? Um... I don't know, BAFTA's just always been in the back of my mind. I mean, I yeah, wouldn't yeah. say no to an Oscar. Yeah, yeah. Anyone out there listening? No, do, do, do that. Say, <laughs> say you would say it. no to yeah. an Oscar. <laughs> <laughs> you could be the on front of me. Thank the you so much work. for this award. I'm going to say no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'd love to do that. If I ever won an award, I would love to do that. <laughs> an Oscar? I any any award. Just, just say, turn it down. You know, you're hard to get. So you, you, yeah, just, yeah, 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 yeah. I know I sounded like a wanker saying that. I didn't mean like, oh, you'd be lucky to get me. I don't mean it in that way. I mean, I would be. I'm, I'm just very reluctant to do things for mm. other people. Like, I really am increasing as I get younger into my uh, into my twilight years. Um, I think it's really exciting. So BAFTA's the goal yep. for anything. Special yeah, effects, just, any, just, anything. Just, just a bath. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just, really like, just, watch, just give you one of the... Like, you're really happy to you. <laughs> just, it's pretty much just a tick box. <laughs> just yeah. someone's bath. <laughs> well, I bet Mark... Has Mark Heap not got a bath? I bet he's had a bath at some point. Um, you know what? I'm not sure. I, I bet know. he has. I bet if you... Oh, he's great. Well, th- well then you want to tap him up for his bath. <laughs> Pardon? Tap him up for his BAFTA then. Uh, Mark, come on. <laughs> no, when you know, leaving, we're close just, just now. Saying, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've just done an interview and I, and I think... I've given you this opportunity, so <laughs> I think I should get something in return. And please, just, please, can I have your BAFTA? Can I just borrow it for a year? Yeah, just put it on my I shelf. I think so. If you're at someone's house and you saw that BAFTA on the shelf, I can't. I could see that we're going home in my bag at the end of the night. I nicked would wait BAFTA. till yeah, for sure, wouldn't you? Funny just enough, happens in the I've bathroom or something. Like, have you nicked a BAFTA? Have you? No, no, no. I haven't nicked. I haven't nicked one. Um, one of my one of my friends from school, her father's a producer, okay. and uh, I used to hang out at the, her house all the time and in her basement. Just right. BAFTA on the shelf. And I just take photos with it. Yeah, I was yeah. like 13 at the time. And now I'm looking back and I'm like, should I take it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Should have it. They won't know this. I once spent the day working in French and Sauna's office at the BBC yeah. and that was just full of awards. They and wouldn't I, have missed one. And I spent the first half of that day taking photos of myself with the awards. <laughs> I was meant to be there writing and I, yeah. just, I did just all day. Still got them, just photo after photo. Yeah. There was a, uh, what's the one, the big one? Emmy, not an Emmy. Um, Golden Rose, something Golden like that. Glow. One of them ones. No, are Golden you, Rose. Oh, are you actually posing with them, or are you just stood next yeah, to yeah, them? Yeah, no, no, them? absolutely holding it as if I've won it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it totally was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was exciting. Well, look, I hope Fearbag as well for you. And it's what's the what's the release plan? Is there one, in fact? Um, so it is being released beginning of next year okay. in the UK. Um, we do have distribution at the moment we don't have theatrical release okay. um, but it's still TBC yeah. so in loose discussions at the moment okay. um, but the aim is Netflix or Sky yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah. Um, it'll definitely be out there for everyone to see and yeah. Netflix has kind of revolutionised all that sort of thing yeah, hasn't absolutely, it? you know, now, yeah. it's, not, it's now not no longer seen as the poor relation now it's no. now like people actually make stuff with the intention of getting yeah, it on Netflix. They, they That's don't what they try and want. get it on anywhere theatrical release. They go straight onto Netflix. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think I'd still want some sort of, even a limited theatrical release. I think release. A, like the Prince Charles cinema would be good. Yeah. And I think this film would work really well at the Prince uh, Charles cinema. But it, that's, it, that's where that's, it was. She, 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 she oh, yeah. No, but I like, I like a monthly kind of, you know, at like... The beginning, what, they put it on once a month? No, because they do that when <laughs> I... Like, with a lot of films, don't they? They do that with The Room. Just, just stop, they did just that stop. with Mean nah, Girls. Nah, nah, you're making it worse. Why? Make it worse. <laughs> no, what I mean is they have she, the regular. You she know, told us at the beginning of the interview that it was on the, that she done it at Leicester Square for the Fright Fest. She yeah, yeah. All that. But I mean, then you suggested that she put it on at the Prince Charles. No, cinema, but what I mean where, is where it's already been uh, on. I don't and mean you, that. Then I you mean tried to more... say maybe once a month. <laughs> no, 
<laughs> you know the Prince Charles Cinema does that for a lot of films? Yeah, like old cult classics and stuff, not a, an indie British film. This, but, with you, this is a cult classic. Yeah, thank I'm you. not saying it in a disrespectful way Why are you trying all? to take it away? Well, why wouldn't they come? I'm not saying it in a disrespectful way. I'm saying that I'm not sure that a plan of action for a release for a film is try and get it on once a month at the Prince Charles Cinema. I think it would be. I think that would be a good thing to do. If but I had it's a just film, London, isn't it? Then you want it. That's true. It. There'll be other Prince Charles-like cinemas around the country. I don't know where they are, but. <laughs> Did you expect this? Did you expect to come over an interview <laughs> and then have a producer at a radio show get a bit arsy with you and say, well, fucking put some hours in. There's no, that's sh- not I'm sure the cinema's like the Prince Charles saying. you could get. To be honest, I've only just discovered like, the Prince Charles cinema. I don't know why, it's perfect for me. But then I was it's like, beautiful. oh my God, but like the films they have on there, yeah, yeah, yeah. kind of similar to this, yeah, yeah. I think would fit very well. Yeah, I think I'm, I'm, by that I'm sure I said this on the show recently that the Prince Charles, one of the reasons I like the Prince Charles cinema is because it's not just good for showing a film, it's good for also having a Q&A and that sort of yeah, thing yeah. as well. It's, yeah. it's, it's a really nice room for that. Because I saw Kevin Smith there. Ah, But it, yeah. was, it wasn't a screening. It was just, just literally doing an audience with. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Much better than when I saw him at the Hammersmith Apollo, which was fucking woeful. Well, it's too, that's too big a venue, isn't it? It was horrible. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> rubbish. Yeah. Unlike a food bar. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Come into the Prince Charles Cinema once a month soon. I don't think you should. <laughs> well, I think they should do. I think so. No, I, I really think it, it should do a theatrical release. It's, yeah, it's Agreed. very much. Right. A, Pop it in an Odeon then. <laughs> do that. Do an Odeon too. She's already a producer now. <laughs> You don't have to get someone come through the door and you go pop it in an Odeon. Like <laughs> <laughs> she's coming and gone, I've made this film and I don't know what to do. <laughs> Please, can you help me? I've heard you're a producer as well. Yeah. Pop it in a fucking Odeon. <laughs> Would you listen to yourself? <laughs> well, there we go. Possibly coming into an Odeon near you in the, in the, in the, in the new year. It'll just be popped in for a day. Um, best of luck with it. Thank you. Genuinely, Thank you. please don't take this into you as a knock to your confidence. Anyway, Nat, I was. Um, yeah, yeah. had a nice chat there with uh, Arabella Burfitt Dons. We did. I, I was just about her film, Fubar, that's coming out. Yeah. And uh, I was, it just got me thinking about the Parapod movie, basically. And I'm, okay. you know, I'm not, we're not at a stage really where we've been overly discussing distribution and stuff. Because mm. um, that's not my department. I am sort of in constant contact with the producer and stuff. Right. And I don't know if you've any ideas about um, what one would do. You know, what, what would one do if one wanted... If one had made a film, sure. as indeed I have, and, sure. and, you know, what what would one do to, um, to get that distributed I, in as best a way as possible? I would pop it in an Odeon. Would you pop it I in would, an Odeon? Yeah, would I would you, do yeah, that. Yeah. I would pop it in an Odeon, and then I'd probably do a once a month at Prince Charles, <laughs> but I'd pop it in for the Odeon first. Why would you... <laughs> I mean, she's gone now, Nat. Can, yeah. can we just talk this through? Okay. What was what, what, what you thinking there? Do you know what? <clears throat> So at the beginning, why once a month at the Prince Charles? Why were you thinking that? <laughs> because they do that with a lot of films. Yeah, fucking there. Rocky Horror. Like what? Not Mean Girls. They do that again. So these, so these are one-time big studio films that have got, now got cult appeal. I think I got nervous because when she said she had the premiere in Leicester Square, I didn't realise she meant Prince Charles. I thought right, she okay. just meant the View or whatever. She said it was at Fright Fest. Yeah, you know, I don't know where Fright Fest is. I don't okay. know. It's at, it's at Prince Charles. Prince but Charles. I do. But I did what? <laughs> Prince Charles. Prince Charles, yeah. yeah, yeah. But I also then was like, um, this film would work really well at the Prince Charles. So I was right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The once a month thing is like, I don't know, they don't show like weekly films. You panicked, didn't you? I did panic. Yeah, a you bit. panicked. I did panic. And, um, and then you further that. panicked with Poppet in an Odeon. 
<laughs> Which I've implies, never said that before. It implies lots of things, that. It implies an Odeon singular. Oh, good point, yeah. <laughs> like put it in one Odeon, oh, maybe God. find a small one no, and barn it I didn't mean that, I meant like national Odeon, not, not one Should've Odeon. Said that. I, just fling I in think, a copy. I think Arabella, who I liked. I liked her a lot. I think Arabella is now walking back to the tube panicking. <laughs> About no, the amount of money, that idiot? That the amount of money that has me. been put into that film. Yeah, <laughs> and she's, she's now like, <laughs> she's right, she's right. We we can't just pop it in an Odeon. <laughs> <laughs> I think she's really. I think she'll be on her phone right now to someone important. Oh my important. god, someone no. equally important to her. I think she's probably calling up, going, "Can you do something to whoever it was?" Her PR going, "Can you pull that bit of the interview?" I think she's. Just I, think to an idiot. She, I think she's on the phone to a financier right now, just going, "How do we break even?" <laughs> Tell me. Oh, <laughs> Tell me I'll do anything. I've already done food bar. <laughs> and I didn't want to do that. No, she not did. that she gave that. No, she didn't she give that didn't off. Yeah, that's what I wasn't inferring that she at all. Nice time. Um, I liked her a lot. I liked her. Um I just think you should withhold advice. Look. I think Look, pop it in a note. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, well, who's that? Mr. Spielberg? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Have you thought of just popping it in an Odeon, mate? <laughs> What's that? You made a film? I'll pop it in an Odeon, mate. No bother. Jobs are good in, mate. Oh, God. I think what happened What's that, James Cameron? You've done a follow-up to Avatar? What? Yeah? Oh, no. No, well, let me stop you there. If you thought about just popping it in an Odeon? <laughs> Fucking hell. It's good advice. It's not good advice because it's completely... It's not something you can just do. You can't just put... You can't sneak in. <laughs> And pop it in an Odeon. You've got to do a fucking deal for distribution. Yeah, of course. But you were saying it like as if she was an idiot. Like, what if you're not going to do the Prince Charles cinema? Pop it in an Odeon. Now get the fuck out of the studio. <laughs> I can't believe you're wasting my time. Oh, my God. You can't just pop a film in an Odeon. On reflection. Yeah. I, no, do you know what? I'd like that phrase to become... Stop hitting the mic. I'd like that phrase to become... Something that happens, pop it in an Odeon. But you can't actually do that. You could, you could sneak it in, DVD, no, fling it in there, pop and it and in. And get what? So Odeons are doing it on DVDs now, are they? <laughs> no, I don't know. I don't understand. That's, that's the important bit but of this. But what was good was that we gave her an idea. No, she, she didn't come here looking for help. Well, we gave her an idea and then we gave her two ideas. I, I pitched something to her. I didn't did. try and help her to I do think, her job. Well, I didn't try and help you her You did, either. you told her to pop it she in an Odeon now. <laughs> There is no way re- talking around this. There is, there is no, you told oh a God. film producer to pop her film in an Odeon. I'm going to have to cut this out. No, you're I? not. No, you're not. You can't. Because this is all now. It all, if you cut that out, what you have to cut this out. This you have to cut, if you cut this out, you've got to cut the rest of it out. What if she hears? She will hear it because oh, she'll be listening. She'll be at home right now with her family who have gone without <laughs> for a long time because she's been making films. Yeah. Sat there. Already, she, she's just calmed down. Yeah. Because this happened last week as a pre-record. Two other films on the go. She's just can't. She'll be panicking about them now. <laughs> She's like, not only do I not pop, I've got, I've got pop three films in an Odeon. <laughs> now do I pop at different times, or do I take them all in on the same night on DVD? <laughs> I don't really know what that means. And that's the important bit. That's all you should have said. You should, you should have just said to her, "I don't know how this works. I'll be quiet." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't know the first thing about film distribution. No. I'll, I'll shut up. Is what you should have done. Yeah. Not. Put it in the Prince Charles once a month or pop it in an Odeon. <laughs> if you're not even going to try. I don't know where that phrase came from. I, I don't even know where I conjured that from. But you gave that off. You, you gave off to that girl that she wasn't trying and that you, no, gave, and that, and that that. you gave good advice. Oh my and because God. she didn't accept your advice to put it in the Prince Charles once a month, you then dismissively said pop it in an Odeon and refused to shake her hand as she left. Oh 
No, I, didn't. I, gave, I went in for a hug. I've had enough of this show. <laughs> it's finished. It's now. only 53. It doesn't matter, though. That's enough. It's 54 now. Sure. I think that's enough. Do you think that's enough? I think you've ruined it. No! Oh, God. Press that klaxon. This is why Lee Latchford Evans won't come on this show. Yeah. This sort of thing. Matthew Floyd Jones did. We liked him. And Arabella Burfitt Don. Lee Latchford Evans will come in and go, Oh, yeah, I've been working really hard on the latch. We don't have a record deal at the moment, but we're doing our best to get you. You go, Fucking pop it in HMV. (laughs) 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 Got a CD burner on your computer, haven't you? Pop pop it in HMV, mate. What's wrong with you? What's wrong with these fucking people? Not even trying. I'm going to start saying that to more guests and see no, what their no, please is. don't. Please don't. We were, do, we were doing well for a bit. Oh, right, okay. You told me that you booked Simon Callow. Uh, uh, yeah, that's right. In my head, I thought uh, you said Simon Cowell. And I went, no, no, I don't. I wouldn't have him on the show. Simon Callow is booked for November. Yeah. Obviously, things can go wrong between now and then, but... What, you think he might die? No! I mean, like, guests pull out all the time, <laughs> don't say, they? Right, no, right. I don't think... No, he's not going to die, but we're very excited. It's about if only your father had. Um, I think Simon Callow... Simon Keller's a great guy. You see word. What? You know what you are. Yeah, pop it in it. Simon Keller's a great guest. And we'd had yeah. Biggins, who was a great had guest. Biggins, we yeah. had uh, John Altman. Yeah, we had John Altman. We had We've had some good guests Linda recently. Linda Lasardi. Yeah, with Sam. Johnny Vegas. Well. Vegas has been in. Sam Kane. You were doing well. Yeah, thank you. Dan Snow, he's coming in soon. Why have I just been whispered? We've got. Why did he just say in my ear? We've got Dan Snow. I don't know who that is. Oh, you will know when he comes in. Who's Dan Snow? A TV historian. Yeah, perfect. It's good. It's a big guest. Good guest. It's not, show. isn't at all. Well, he is. I'm going home now. That's enough, I think, for me. Yeah. Um, thanks for joining us this week. We shall see you again next week. Thank you to all our guests. They've gone off my screen now. Matthew. They've gone off my screen. Matthew. They've gone off my screen Matthew. now. Matthew. Matthew, 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 Matthew. Matthew Floyd Jones. Matthew Floyd Jones, thank you for coming in. Producer Arabelle Burfitt Dons. We had two double barrel guests. I know, right? Dead Never posh. let that happen again. Oh, sorry. Or I will pop you in an Odie. <laughs> see you next week. If you enjoyed this podcast, please don't forget to rate and review us on iTunes.